welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from ZK Live with Zach Kinney. In this episode, Zach talks with Pierre Finkelstein, a world-traveling decorative finisher who also has his own brushes, about how his business is operating now and his origin story. And the man, the myth, the legend in real life. Hold on to your horses. Hey, Zach. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Just made it. Uh, had a rush back from the job site, as, as you know. No matter how good I plan something, there's going to be always an issue and then boom i have to motor down fast as i could to get it already so denzel here got me all set up say hi denzel <laughs> oh my gosh in real life <laughs> she's gonna go home now but uh anyway so i think we're in uh when uh we're live right we are live oh man exciting exciting all right I'm excited, and I, I first, I just want to really, I want to thank you for your time. I know you are a man who's in high demand, you're a, you're a master craftsman, and so your time is valuable, and I really appreciate it. And 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 I appreciate the the, the opportunity to be on your podcast and all you've done for the trade. So it's uh, it's it's all good on on both ends, I suppose. So, for people who don't know you, like we're gonna, I want to start with just a. Quick are they are they people that don't know me? Really, is that possible? <laughs> There, there, there are, and, and we want to sure. fill them in because I'm sure there are plenty of people, and that's good. <laughs> you, you, you are in a rare, rarefied air, rare world, and you know, and so your reputation precedes you in that. Thank but you. Um, could you just give me a quick overview of today, what your company looks like, and then we'll go back to how you got here. Oh, you froze up. Hello. Yeah, could you, you, could you give me a, a brief overview of what your company looks like today, and then we'll go back and hear the origin story. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, owner and operator of, of Grand Illusion Decorative Painting for over 35 years. Uh, today, we're a company that specializes in high-end residential. We we 90% of our accounts are high-end residential. We do a little bit of commercial, but the commercial we do are also like high-end hotels and uh, high-end boutiques. So they're, they're closer to, to a residential than they are to a, com- to a commercial in terms of the way it's treated. Uh, not so much the way it's handled, but the, the workload essentially. Uh, and uh, by Denzel, sorry. And uh, so far uh, as, as we are, we, we, we're, we're extremely busy with, with this type of work. Uh, for the last 10 years, I've been doing a lot of consulting so that it's also getting a, a lot of traction where I'm hired to, uh, you know, come up with recipe techniques for a bigger outfit, for a union outfit, for uh, commercial outfits, and they want a very specific thing. So I'm trying to, you know, bring it to their, to, I don't want to say to their level, but to something they can handle. And it's usually the size is too big for me anyway. So uh, I have to kind of scale things for, for somebody else to do it. And we've, we've done a lot of that. We do a lot of color consulting also for some of our big clients, 
uh, paint schedule and so forth. Uh, usually it's tied in with some decorative painting. And aside from that, I have my brush business and education business, which is a small part of our business, but our, that, that I'm trying to grow. So it's balanced a little bit more to be a little bit more grounded because uh, I'm hopping from job to jobs and <laughs> airplane to airplane. It gets just a little bit tired. So I'm trying to ground myself up. But as I say that, uh, I have uh, a lot of trips lined up for this month, but that's the way it is. And do you generally work alone or do you have a team of people? I know so, you have Denzel that manages the back end stuff. So we, we are there. We have uh, four ladies uh, in the office uh, between the, the marketing for the brushes and some other education between uh, uh, Grand Illusion specifically, uh, Heidi, which deals mostly with, you know, my Grand Illusion day-to-day -day, uh, clients and bookings and so forth. And we have a couple other ladies that, that are doing the store operation and packaging and stuff like that. And then in the paints, I have two painters now. I used to have like seven. Uh, it got to be a bit too much because I ended up really, uh, as you know, start working for them rather than working for me in a sense that I always have to feed work and not always something that I would clearly want to do sometimes. And so I found to be now in my later years to be, it's better I have two really good dude mechanic that work with me uh, most of the time. And then I have a dozen or so of long time uh, um, co-workers used to work, most of them used to work for me at one point or another. Uh, or a consultant that have been with me for 20, 25 years, and I hired them for specific jobs depending on their skill set. Uh, and then I have a you know a bunch of really good house painter that I sub jobs to, but I kind of manage what I need to have done. And and but if it's a job that I put on for me for Grand Illusion, I'll do it from A to Z, and I hire the people that I need to have. Um, it's a bit more challenging, but. It, it, as I'm trying to transition to, and I do a lot of consulting, that's just me, I can't really sub that out. Uh, it seems to be working out well. I think the COVID has sort of precipitated this kind of transition and uh, you know, scaling to a different level. And for the last two years, that's what's, that's what's been happening since COVID. Prior to that, it was eight or nine all the time on the staff, which had its pluses, but also a lot of its minus. And, and uh, I mean, there's something we should talk about in the podcast, I suppose, because there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of craftsmen that are too small to, to get bigger, but too big to get small. And you know, like your, your, your ass is in between two chairs. I don't know if we can say that, but. Uh, yeah, you can swear and, all you want. <laughs> oh, okay, I won't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so that's always a position where you, you're, you're, you're maxed out to, to your level that you tend to do other thing and you need you know two more people and when you have those two more people then you're you're not busy enough to really uh, you know uh, balance things out and i think that's that's a crucial problem for a lot of craftsmen that are independent that are, that are like a, you know one or three man shop and otherwise then you have you know after 10 people you you end up you can't be on the field anymore you got you got to you're behind a computer you you you're making deals you're making you know you you keeping people busy and so that that path of should I be here or should I be there? It sort of sorts itself out naturally in some ways, but it's it's always a challenge where you're just not big enough that you can do everything, and sometimes you're you're you, you, you have too many people that you gotta you gotta get just about everything to keep people busy, and then 
you know, things go wrong, you have to redo and stuff like that. So always a struggle in that sense, I suppose. Yeah, I, I've, I've experienced it. I've, I'm now out of the field and it's a completely different animal and it's, a, but it's a different model and it's a different yeah. ideal client and you know, everything changes. I used to market, I'm on, the, I'm on site all the time and now I market, we have scale and you know, the clients that love the owner on site, they're not going to hire us. The clients who care about speed more and, and a larger team, they'll hire us more. But it is, if you try to do both, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, and you always have a threshold that you have to cross. And you're either afraid to cross it, or you have to commit all out. And then, and then you go a little bit on the unknown. And then, you know, for some people, that's fine. Uh, some others more difficult. I mean, having the independence to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Thursday off and, and go for the long weekend is, 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 is a bonus. I mean, you, you never stop working as you know, even when you're, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're the same, you know, you, you bring your work at home, you on the weekends, you do some more paperwork, you just wear a different type of shoes and you know, you're wearing shorts and, and that's, but the work, it gets done. But the, the independence of saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a, a day off or a week off or whatever. The guys are going to be busy. That's fine. You know, that's a difficult thing to reach in some ways, I suppose. Uh, and then at the end of the day is that what do you feel happy doing essentially? You know, it, it, because it, it, if you're struggling wherever you are, either too big or too small, the big thing that you have to eliminate is that you're struggling. So what is it that you have to do, you know, to eliminate that? Do you need to grow? Do you need to scale down? You know, everyone has to answer that, that, that question one point or another. Um, it's tough. It's tough uh, on top of the work itself. It is. So can you tell me, I don't want to get into all that stuff, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm super interested to hear your origin story. Um, and from, sort from of, conception? From conception. <laughs> what, what was that night like? Um, I know. You have to ask my parents. <laughs> Uh, but how did you get into, have you always been an artist? Did that transition? Tell me, tell me how it started. So, I mean, it's, it's a fairly long, lengthy story. So I'm going to make it. So we, we yeah, have three we, hours we, if we need it. So oh, take no. your time. <laughs> I, th I think we'll check out by then. Um, so I, I, my background is I, 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 my mother is a, is a, is a, is a, is a painter. I mean, she, she was a, she was a textile painter, but she started, she did a lot of painting on her own. So I think in my youth, I was, I was sort of not groomed for the painting, but it was, it was around me. She, it was definitely where I had it, where paint was there. We, we, I used to draw a lot, you know, even silly cartoons and stuff, but it always had an, an attraction to me. My father is a business, was, he passed away a, a few weeks ago, but was a, a business, business guy, started from the street. And I always liked that, that, that business part of things, the dealing and getting things done. And so I think on both ends, from my father and my mother, I received equal amount of, you know, curiosity about the art and also curiosity about the business. And when, when uh, right around high school, at the end of high school, I, I didn't finish. Uh, I, I, my parents had moved for all time. That's a long story. That's, that's a pride story. But anyway, I ended up coming to the U.S., where I a cousin and I, I I was really not too certain of what would my future be like and I always be was interested in the uh, 
uh, commercial art, like uh, even the advertisement, but the, the more the, the art part of it. And I say, you know, I like that because there's the selling, there's the business aspect of it. And also there is the art aspect, but it's art for sale. And for some reason, I, I don't know why, I always, it always enticed me. Painting, painting by yourself in the attic and trying to sell it in the gallery never interests me whatsoever. But the doing something as a, as a commission, as a contract work, uh, but it has to be before that. Uh, I don't know why, but that, that sort of appealed to me. So from, from little, you know, different, different venues and thing, I ended up starting working as a, as a graphic designer, learning how to do typesetting and logos and stuff like that. From there, again, from a job connection, they needed the sign painting done. I say, sure, I can do it, although I had no idea. So I went to the New York Public Library, got the one book, the, I think it was called the LeBlanc uh, Gold Leafing Book, and I couldn't even afford it, so I read it as much as I could. Wrote down, you know, I need this type of brush, this type of paint, went down and got a couple of one-shot paint, a few quills, and, and I had to do that sign and I, I, I lied my way into the, I had designed the, the logo and the, the, the guy said, can you, can you paint? And I said, no problem. And I'm, it's, it's in Madison Avenue on the second story uh, uh, building. So people could see from the street on the second floor, you know, the sign painting. And I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really, I like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm doing as best as I could. And, and I'll remember the story for, it's, it's a good sidetrack, but it, it, this guy, this, this black dude comes in, knocks on the door, you know, in the afternoon and he goes, who's the sign painter? And I, I happen to be there, I open the door, I say, that's me, he say, listen, man, I'm a sign painter. I walk every day to my subway and I see you painting. A sign like this should be done in one day. So I'm gonna show you how to do it. But if tomorrow I still see you, I'm gonna tell the customer, now you ain't worth shit. And I'm gonna take that job. I, I, and, and this guy, I, this is a true story. It's, amazing. Still, it's New York, right? So the guy said, okay, you know, put a piece of tape here, hold your brush like this. When you come down here, make it go through the tape, then remove, you take your razor blade, cut it, and you get your later there. So I'm like, and, and, and I don't even know the name of the guy, and he leaves. So I'm doing like, and I, I swear, I worked all night. I say, I don't want this guy to come by anymore. I never saw him. I guess I did an okay job. He must have said, okay, this kid is all right. But I, that, that experience of painting that sign, I say, man, I think I found my calling because here I can design a, a logo. You know, there's the, the design part of it, the art part of it. And at the same time, you know, you paint it, you get paid for it. There's a, there's a contract. And I said, this is it. I'll be a sign painter. And so I started being a, a one-man shop sign painter. I worked with a few, couple of people. But it was such a secretive world. Like, it's funny because... Nobody wanted to share anything. I had a lie. I had a, I made up a story that I was a student trying to see the best in New York. I, I would come up to sign shop and say, how much would you charge for this? And my client needs to know how you're going to do it to make sure it's okay. And I would pick up little things and I look around the shop and say, oh, he's using this kind of ink or whatever. And, but after a while, I say, you know, I really need to get schooled. And through a friend of mine, childhood friend, she said, oh, I know a school in Belgium and they have a great sign painting program. It's, a, it's an institute in Belgium called the Van Der Kellen Institute. And I say, maybe that's why I should do. So I signed up for that program. I had to wait two years because it only took you know, 60 students or whatever. Then I got, I got drafted. So I had to do my military service. So I said, you know, I'll sign up for the Airborne. I'll, I'll do whatever I can do. You know, at least I'll, I'll, I'll muscle up a little bit. And when I came back, I my draft. I went to that school in Belgium. And 
and they say, oh, we're not doing sign painting anymore. We're doing, it's only one day a week, but it's all decorative painting, you know, marbling, wood graining, a word I had very little knowledge of, but again, attracted me again for the same reason that it was an artistic thing. There was, there was, there was sort of a rigid, it's almost like woodworking. You're learning a trade and also you don't work without a contract. That to me was like, you know, it was paramount. I didn't want to be like a starving artist, you know, and it, I, I, it was a really lucky break for me. And I said, you know, I waited two years. I did my my military time. I, I nothing else to do. Decorative painting sounds interesting. You know, I didn't know really what it meant. But it was at the time what the year it was in '86 where the computer, the cutout letters, you know, came out, and the sign painting world just collapsed overnight. You were used to do trucks and so all gone in in in, in two year times. Everybody put vinyl letters and then only a few signed Peter, even the glass gilding and learned that stuff. Um, but that was at the time in the eighties where the decorative painting in New York just went, you know, went crazy. Like people wanted sponging and all kind of thing. And, and that's, I, I kind of like shifted to that. And I said, that's interesting. But the idea, of course, it's a technical skids like sign painting, like uh, you're learning a trade. I like that. This thing is somewhat regimented there's an artistic element to it. You know, you could be a really great sign painter or just, you know, write down, you know, the name of a toilet somewhere. Uh, that's the difference. But the, this idea that you, you, you present a bid, you get a contract, you do the job, you have a certain time, you get paid. That was like, oh, this is fantastic. And, you know, I was lucky. I worked for a couple of shops not so long. I, I was very independent minded. I guess I learned that from my dad and I really didn't want to work for someone for too long. And, Quickly, I opened my own shop in 88, and um, I did a bunch of things, uh, I, I, a couple of lucky breaks. I got, I got a good partner, a guy I went to school with that was a, that was a, a sweetheart of a man uh, that had his, 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 his husband, I mean, boyfriend or husband at the time, uh, was a, 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 an art dealer in New York. A, 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 he had an antique shop, so he knew of it, so he got us a lot contract, and I was more of the field guy. My friend was more of the front of the house. And I learned a ton of things about how to deal with client with this guy, how he was, he was, he was very suave and smooth. And, but, and he knew his art, like he knew his stuff. And I said, you know, I got to really learn the trade, but not only the skill of the trade, but also the art of the trade, the, the classical style, the century, the different, different, you know, um, uh, period of style so you can be you can be eloquent with a client and 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 say okay well you know this is good but maybe we could do this I recommend that I, so and with these people essentially I sort of you know I picked up here picked up here picked up there and lo and behold they you know I I, 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 I entered a big competition in France which was like the best craftsman of France which I really didn't think it wouldn't amount to anything but for some reason I did get the uh, I won the the award and uh that helped me not so much in New York because nobody knew of it, but a couple of designers knew what it was, but also it pushed me to be, to always have that, that weight, that award on my head. It's like, you know, would, would, is this worthy of this award, you know? And I was a young painter. I, you know, I, I had to learn a lot of things, uh, made a lot of mistakes as well, which, which always turned into uh, a kind of a learning thing, you know, if you, or, or instead of a big drama, I say, okay, and there's a mistake, but, Let's take this one on chin and just learn something from there. And, uh, you know, had to t train people because I didn't, there was no really 
qualified help for degree training at the time. And again, I learned how to break down a technique in many, many smaller steps rather than one big difficult one and, and, and having people help me to a certain level and stuff like, so it was, it was, it, there was a lot of lucky break in some, in some ways because I, I, I was there at the right time. Um, but at the same time, I really worked really, really hard. I mean, there, there's, there's, as you know, there's no secret. I mean, it was, it was every day, every weekend, every time. And then anything I could get my hands on um, in terms of reading material, old techniques, I would just, you know, devour it, trying to decipher old techniques and so forth till, till I got comfortable and to be not only just the guy painting, but also be able to talk it up. You know, this is what I think. And there's value or there's not for you, but I'll give you my opinion. All right, yeah, that's the, I, that's I, the short I, version. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love so much of it. Um, Thank you. I love, so, so because I think that it, I know a, a, a few very talented decorative artists. And the number one thing that they struggle with is the business side. Yeah. I don't speak to many decorative artists or artists in general who have, who had a father, like that you're the perfect mix, right? Like you were <laughs> describing. And it, it, it's not, it doesn't seem like a coincidence that you found such success because you've, you've taken the art with a business mind and, yeah. and got the best of both. Um, I also, I love how you were talking about being able to eloquently talk with the level of clientele that you work with. I, I, experience the same thing and i think it's really important to be able to connect and speak the same language as your client and if you come in and you're crude and you're not getting it people don't feel that connection and it and what we do is subjective at the end of the day right yeah does it look good does it not look good it, it's just not you know and, and 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 as long as you can argue it in, in other words i don't mind it's, I, I've been thrown in, in, in a scene sometime where you have the owner, the owner's rep, his wife, uh, the designer, two architects, a couple of people take notes, a designer with this help. And you have 15 people as your audience and they say to you, uh, okay, wh why is this, why do you like this sample? And, and the designer say, well, I want it this way and this color. And, you know, he hires me. So, and then somebody comes, what do you think, Pierre? And then you have that thing where you say, do I go along with the designer, even though I don't think it's the right idea, or I just say what I think, what I would do? And I always start to say, you know, I think it's a, you know, I always try to compliment. Say, I think that this, there's a, there's a good way there. I, I'm a little nervous that maybe, you know, this could be a bit this way in the evening, or there is an issue there on that thing, uh, but maybe we can tone it down this way. And and so then they'll say, well, why, why this, why that? And I say, well, you know because of the contrast between this color and then the sun coming this way, you, at certain light, you're gonna, it's gonna appear more yellow than what it is. So as long as you can argument it and it makes sense, no bullshit. I, I don't disagree for the sake of disagreement. I just said, to me, I, I, I see a bit of a problem. And a lot of designer react super and say, yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yes, I see your point. Show me the way it would look like. Oh yeah, you're right. And then I toss, toss in, turn, always try to turn around, making think they they came up with the idea, or the client say, yeah, I think you're right. It does look good. <laughs> you know, I just I flip it up on them, and when they have somebody, they can they can have a question, and it, and 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 they they can respond in in, in, in you know a matter that makes sense. 
they might not pick your idea, but one thing they do is they appreciate the fact that they can rely on you on this, on the pocket, you know, and say something. And, and I always think of, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a landscaper, I'm not a woodworker, but if I was a woodworker, you know, I want the stable with three legs because I think it's beautiful. And like I said, eh, you could, but four leg is better because it'll be more stable. And, and if I were to build that three leg table and, it, and it's not stable, I'll say, man, this is a shitty table. And, it, and, it, and then I would say, oh yeah, I could have told you that. And I, and I would have said, well, why didn't you tell me? If you know some things, and I always keep this approach where if I see something could be a problem, I, I'll sense it. You know, you put this varnish, yes, you get protection, it's gonna yellow. So you balance it out. And I found it to be not only liberating, but also it really brings me up to a level where the, 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 especially the architect, where they don't have time, they're always busy and they say, man, this guy, you know, it's fire and forget. I send him every night a little report, say we're here, we're there, tomorrow we're gonna get there. We have a problem here, but I'm gonna try to fix it. Here are the photos. They don't even ask a thing. They don't even show up and they're like, oh my God, we found the case. So my prices are higher for sure. I, I sell a, a, a skill set and a, and a professionalism that for them, they say, we want this guy, even if it's more expensive because we don't have to worry. And being able to have, and they'll ask me, and then I, I find myself, I work with some really top designers. They say, Pierre, uh, we gotta do a presentation with the color. This is a thing, what do you think for the colors? They say, yeah, we could do this, what do you think of that? I, you know, I interact and I never claim that's mine. When they say, we do this, here's the architect. I don't, I don't care, it doesn't matter to me. I'm happy they, they count on me. I'm happy they, they put me in the pocket when it needs to be. And, 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 and I found it to be, like they present me to the thing, this is our best guy, you know, he's done this, he's, he's, you know, he's done a superb job for that. And all of a sudden, you know, things are like, you don't have to, you know, be aware, are they gonna like it or not? And, I, you know, at the same time, you, you gotta, you, you gotta walk the, you know, you, you gotta, uh, what is it, walk the walk, you know, you can't really bullshit your way through it. And, 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 and sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I say, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, this, this doesn't work out as well. We're going to change this. And, and when you have that professionalism attitude, even if something doesn't go right, it, it's never a big issue of, oh, you know, you're an asshole. You, you know, you told us this, this is wrong. And, and, you know, you, you work together. I say, okay, I get it. Yeah, it could have worked, but listen, and it, it's rare when that things happen, but the, the plus side of having this level of confidence that I, I can step into the plate and tell 10 people that I don't know, if they ask my opinion, I'm, I'm not afraid to say this. And I'm not, without being arrogant, or this is what I think, you know, I just say, you know, my experience, we had this before, there's this and that, but you know, it's up to you, you know, you, you wanna, but if they say, oh, we want a green room with red pocket dots, you know, as a, I'll do it, but before I say, this is gonna be really bad, and this is why, but you wanna do it, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, no problem. I'll do the best pocket dots on your green background that you want, that's fine. But here are the reasons why I wouldn't do it, and now you, you're able to make the decision. Yeah, I think it's crucial, like the, the underpinning of all of this is real competence. Like reading, devouring every book. I, I've spent my whole life studying codings and like how they interact. And so when you've done that, right, as a professional in our trade, it's not as common as it probably should be. <laughs> it you know, is not to at really all. know 
your craft at its core fundamental concepts. Because once yeah. you do, then yes, ask me any question. I can give you an honest answer or I'll know where to say I don't know and let me go find out. Right. And once you can speak with real knowledge, then yeah, you get to be, how can I solve your problem? And you don't uh, have absolutely. to like, absolutely. Like BS anything, yeah. right? No, it, it, it is, it's so true that you, it, it does two things. Of course, it's good for your business. It's good for things. But it's, it's, it's also your confidence grows. You know, when I started teaching, I see your teaching as well. And I, I know how to paint a marble and I, and, I, and, I, and I do it. I can do a really great demonstration. Everyone's like, oh, fantastic. Now, how do I teach you that? So now I'm thinking, wait a minute. I got to break this down. Oh, I realize I'm lifting my elbow when I paint. Why? Because my, my, and my brush is perpendicular. So I get this flow. So every time I teach, I own my craft even higher and higher. So it's not like, oh, I give him my secret away. Somebody's going to do it. Every time I, I give the secret away, I actually climb another rang of the ladder. And, I, and, and now when, when I'm into a position, I have a lefty and say, oh, okay, lefty, you're, you're, you're pushing your brush instead of dragging because that's where they'd be taunting you. And then you got to go the other way around. So th try this method, try that. Um, and I feel confident. I can't. I can't. I. I don't have the 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 anxiety of like, oh, will I? Will it be a good class or not? And 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 the same idea when when you when I when I talk to designer or architect and they ask me a question and say, you know, pick a color. And there's seven people here. What color are you going to pick? And I have that fan deck and I have a thousand color. Well, I go right, right, So I got I got on the spot. I got to break it down. Okay. All right. So you have this, what's the fabric? It's a blue, it's a dark room, it's a night room. Is it, what kind, what is a dining room, is a bedroom? So I'm starting to lean or this is gonna to be too strong. And I'm starting to then say, okay, I like this color. What about a really intense, whatever agreed? Something could just pop like this. And I see the reaction, oh, that's interesting. I say, are you good with color? Or are you, you're, you're shy with color? And you know, narrow it down and then navigate this thing. They don't know what they want, but they know what they don't want. And then, and then now we round down to, you know, half a dozen color of different hue. And then, and then I make sure also I'm very technique and say, this is the hue, this is the intensity, this is the value. Those are three different words, this color, but those are, those are, the, those are the sliding scale of a color. And so when we speak the same language now and you explain, you make that effort and don't treat it, oh, you don't know what it is? Then they like, oh my God, that's interesting. So I say, here's your blue, but the value, we can bring it down. Are we going to bring it up? And the intensity could be, you know, it comes up or it comes down. And then the color is going to be a little bit more with the green, a little bit more than that. Now, when you have all those tools, almost like a computer a screen, uh, they're starting to understand. And then, and, then, and, and then I make a leap of faith. I think, you know, I, I would do this for me. I like that. What do you think? Oh, my wife doesn't yell. yell. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's go this. So, but being able to do that, it's not only, you know, having a bank of information in your head, again, reading books, taking pictures, constantly looking what's going on. I, I look at, I, I look at the, um, <laughs> I read book is, I mean, it's not a great book, but Departure Magazine, like the American Express best hotel in the world. And you always, I look through these pages, you know, I go to the bathroom with it, you know, <laughs> that's when I had it. <laughs> and I look and say, oh, I like this. I tear a page here and I, and I, I don't, there's no, thing is say i like this harmony of colors or uh and i keep that and it's it's in there somewhere and i can always always access it but all of a sudden say, oh, i remember i saw this 
thing in Thailand. It was beautiful. There's this and that. And you, and you can speak in this way. And if you know, you don't know what I'm talking about, but you're like, oh, that's interesting. I was in Thailand. Oh, what? Blah, 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 blah. And you, 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 you stitch a, a thread basically. And little by little, you narrow. And then you can speak, you can be in front of these 50 people and say, I think that's a great color. And they'd be like, yeah, that's, I think that, yeah. So let's say, for, let's try it. Let's try this one, two value down, two value up. Let's look at it. And then we start building this thing. That, that, that confidence of being that, it, it did not happen overnight. I mean, it, it took years and stuff. And, and, and also you build up just like the, you, you know, your different coating, your chemicals, is this compatible? Is, how thick it is? What's the mill built? All this thing helps you make a decision where you say, okay, for this particular problem, we could try this and we could try that. We, let's and, see what, which one works. And it starts with the knowledge, but, but it, that process has to start, like you said, with questions. When oh, yeah. clients, when, when people want to like just be an order taker, if clients want me to be an order taker, it's like, oh, I want to paint this room. Give me a price to paint the room. Hey, there are so many parameters that I need to find out before I just give you a price, right? Correct. What matters to you? What are the things? How are you going to be here for a while? What, how long should it last? What, like, there are so many things. And if, if I found that if clients don't want to answer those questions and don't want to go deep, they're not my And I do the same thing. And it's actually one, one of my things, because we did a lot of cold call, either from the internet and something, and say, oh, I have a children's bathroom. And I, I always tell my, my gals, I say, there's never a bad client. Sometimes it's a tiny thing and leads to a huge job. Sometimes it's a huge, it is nothing. But what I do is I have a list of 15 questions. And it's, do you have a designer? Do you have blueprints? Do you have elevation? Do you have clips of things that what you want? Do you have reference material? Uh, is the room, uh, do you know the size of the room? Do you, do you uh, what's the light? If they cannot see through two questions, all they, all they was they're shopping, which is gonna be the cheapest price. And I ain't gonna be the one and I don't want to deal with them. And I, and, but I'm always super polite saying, oh, we're very busy. Uh, I think uh, maybe we can recommend somebody. Maybe we're not the same thing. They, they have to understand, the, and, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but you, you come to the, to the Porsche dealership and you're asking, you know, if you can get smaller tire, a, a different price, so it'll be cheaper. Like I said, what are you, do, what are you doing at the Porsche dealership? You, you, Could you break I, down the cost of the <laughs> exhaust system yeah, versus yeah, the yeah. paint job versus the tires for me? <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. To say, do you see this thing? There's a certain expectation. Now, obviously, when you look at a website, it should convey enough of that, you know, you have grandiose jobs and the getting museum. People should say, okay, well, this guy seems to be, you know, on the higher scale. But a lot of people now with, with, with a phone, they just say, decorative painting in New York, and there's 15 names. And always one of the questions said, did you call anybody else? That's, you know, I let him talk and I say, have you, have you spoken? I'll say, yeah, a couple of people. I'll say, okay, fine. But I never know. Like, I, we start some jobs with some really big client and it was like a shit job of sending things. And then we ended up doing a living room, dining room, their house in the, this, their house in that, their house in London. It would, you know, and I told my crew, I say, yeah, that's not a great job. That's not a fun job. But as, as, a, as an owner of business, I don't know what's next. I don't know what next month is going to be. And this could lead to a huge big job. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And so I'm never like, oh, you're not for me. You know, you're, 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 you know I don't want to be dismissive and arrogant. I hate that. I hate, and it's like, like a guy with a clipboard in front of a club. But at the same time, if you can't answer the 15 questions 
and and it's boring to you. I had GCs like I said, how big is this? Do anybody? He said, you guys. The guy told me you have so many questions. I never had anybody ask me any questions, and I said, man, that's the way I work. I feel I feel, you know, I feel sorry that you never had anybody ask you any question. And he said, oh my, you're so complicated. I said, no, I want to make the best job for you, man. And I want to know that is there going to be five people cutting, you know, cable in front of me when I paint, or will I have the room for myself? I don't think that's a, you know. Uh, irrelevant question, but if you yeah, can't it's see not that, just paint. Yeah, and, and no. if you think it's just paint, you are not that, for us. Exactly. We yeah. we we have a you know again, and I tell my students. I mean, when I say how much do you charge for this? Is that what I charge for this square foot of this is not you know it's thirty it's it's the thirty fives it took thirty five years it took for me to charge that. So I don't think it's fair for me to answer that question because you can't really compare. But when I start, I was a little more hungry. I want to, I, I, I'm not less discerning. I needed to get my hands in. I needed to make the mistake. So I wanted to get, I wanted to conceal. I don't do any samples that I don't charge for, but I reached that level where I, I said, I, my time is limited. I only have 10 hours a day. If I start making sample, every time you ask me a sample, that's all I'm going to be doing. So you want a sample, there's a fee. If, if you do the job, then it's credited to, to, the, to the job. If you don't, the sample is still mine and you're paying for my time. Oh, nobody does that. And I say, that's fine. I, I, I can appreciate that. I don't have a problem with it. You came to me, I didn't come to you. you know? And so we get that conversation. And, and at the same time, I've also no client that say, if it's not very expensive, I don't think it's a good, it's a good job. You know, for some reason, they equate the, the value that you charge with the quality of the job, which should be somehow related, but when I know that's not always the case. Um, I think that's interesting too, because a, a lot of the, the artist mentality yes. struggles to put a value on their time, right? They struggle oh. to like, you know, they're give, 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 give. And you're like, Hey, what you're doing here is valuable. There's only one of you. Like, I'm always like trying to like coach up my decorative artist. But like, come on, like, you are a rock star. You got to charge for the time it takes to do the R and D, not just the time it takes to do the work. I, I, you know, and, and the other the other thing is like I you know I say, oh you know I can I can I can I can make you know a hundred dollar an hour and you know and I you know I've done this job in five days I made five grand I said that's fantastic. Now what happened the, the three weeks before that that job? Well, I was uh, you know whatever I was looking for jobs and say so in fact. What you did is you made $5,000 in a month, not in five days. Because the, the three weeks prior to that where you didn't work, that's that five days, that pace rate. So you got to look at it and divide the number of hours till the next job by that job. And that's, your, that's what the, your value is. A lot of people do not understand that. I mean, you know, especially when you're in a field where you have to hire people. So oh, I want to, you know, X amount of dollars. And I say, ooh, that's a little steep. Uh, yeah, that's what I made the last time. But said, but when was the last time you had that job? Because obviously you come to me. Otherwise, you would, I would only maybe me. I would come to you. So you, you, I said, how do you not understand that if you make bank in four days, but then you stay three months with? Well, that's my choice. I want to do this. And I said, then your your value is three months plus the five days divide. You know, and divided. That's the, the ten thousand divided by three months. That's that's what you should get paid per hour, I suppose. And we, we, we have that issue all the time. People don't think of, of, the job is almost the easiest thing. It's before the job, getting the client, getting that, 
your reputation, this and that, and you build up into it and then go on to the next job. It's that's like what I, I love it about this is I always say I'm a recovering craftsman turned business person. <laughs> like that's a good one. <laughs> I, I love the craft. That's how I got into this. It's in my bones. But after a while of not having any money, I started to be like, all right, I got to change because this isn't working. And yeah, it's, it's generally people who love the craft also don't love looking at the bottom line and looking at the QuickBooks and reports and but it sounds like you have overheads yeah the whole thing of the math about what is the end of the year p and l look you, like what what do you bring home and, yeah. and, and 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 i i think you know or people say oh my god you look at the contract oh you'll make those so much money i said wait a minute i'm in new york city i have a, I have a, I have a building i have a staff my insurance is, I, we pay almost 30 grand a year in insurance. You have medical, you have this and that. So it's not just that job. I have to divide all this for the full, that's a full year. It's what's left at the end. You know, some people get it. Some don't, don't get it. Um, there was a funny thing. I mean, a little sidetrack, but it's, 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 it's on point in, in this thing is that uh, I had a discussion, somewhat of a heated discussion where, you know, I was doing a lecture on business lecture with a bunch of decorative painters. And I made a point and say, I, I really don't want to be called an artist. And I said, why is that? It's not director. I said, because I'm a craftsman. What's the difference? I said, what well, is a major difference? I mean, and I say, it's recent because up till the 19th century, every piece of art, every, the, like, almost like the, the, the Mona Lisa, the most iconic Western uh, civilization type painting, Everything was done with a contract. Being an artist was a contract that you was artistic, you create a thing, but there was not one painting, one sculpture that was not given to, to be done without a contract. It didn't exist. It, the, the, the idea of you're gonna paint a bunch of things in your attic and then hopefully somebody gets in the gallery, that did not exist. Even the galleries in the 18th century where you had landscape or religious scene, there were there were there was somebody in the shop that had a master. I say, okay, you're gonna paint Jesus, you're gonna paint the uh, a Roman ruin, you paint it. They was he would pay his employee. They would bring this, and it, it was it was exposed into because there was no photography. That was the, that people would buy painting like this that that were not commissioned, but they were commissioned by somebody else to bring to the painting. So that did not exist. That concept, I do what I want, and hopefully it sells. And then in the 19th century, the term artist change artists in, in italian is working with your hand it's the the etymology of the word and also an artist became you're bohemian you work in your studio you do something nobody understands you rebel against the academy and hopefully you know you you're, you're the next bango or something like that and then all of a sudden now artists took a complete different name and it became that sort of more you know, loose cannon thing. But all the, even 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 a Picasso went to the his father's one of the best painter in Barcelona, teacher for the academy. The guy could paint a portrait at 14 years old of his parents like nobody's business. He chose to do cubism and things like that as a rebellion. But the core of it, he knew how to grind pigment. He knew how to do this thing. And now, it's a different story. Like I'm an artist, and I, I don't want to bother with the craft. But 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 even an artist that goes to an art school. And I'm, I'm, I'm floored, my son went to an art school. How little did they know in terms of the craft? And the craft is, you know, is oil compatible with this? How do you grind your pigment? What is, what is paint? What is, what is a binder? Like the, even the basic, 
you know, it's more theoretical, you know, put a piece of donkey piss on a stick and, you know, put some lights on it. And that's, yeah, that's, your, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You I'm, can't I'm not tell a, me what's good. Yeah, I just I'm did not, this. <laughs> I'm not a judge or, or the guy that put a banana with a, with a duct tape, uh, you know, and if somebody wants to buy it, that's fine. It's, I, I have no problem with that. I'm not against artists. I, I, everybody got to think, but I cannot qualify myself as an artist. I'm, I'm a craftsman. I learn a trade. Just like a woodworker will learn how to plane a board and cut it and chisel it. And there's some guys that all they do is a table and chair simple for, you know, the, the, the regular thing. And there's a guy that does like, like a clock in the, with a carved legs and so on. That's the artistic part of our work. But still, both know how to plane, know how to sand, know how to stain. I mean, hopefully they would uh, and so forth. And, and, and I made a big, a big thing because, because as a craftsman, it, it implies a knowledge of t trade, a technology, but also a business relation with my client. There's, n I don't, I mean, I do things on my own when I'm trying to, you know, come up in the kitchen, you know, you know, some, some, some developments. So how can I make this? And that? that's, that's my thing. But that allows me to go and say, hey, by the way, I could do this, I could do that. But I, I, I don't, I cannot do one thing without being told this is what I want. I actually work better the more. Uh, 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 bar yeah, barriers I have. I, I, if I'm left in front, like I would say, do whatever you want. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I have so many ideas. It's just, they, they, they don't come out straight, you know? Yeah. So if they say, I don't like blue and it's a kitchen and I need to be, uh, you know, a certain, you know, whatever style, then, I can, then I'm prolific. Um, I guess I wait and I get excited about this because I, I there's nothing wrong being an artist, that's fine. If you know that what an artist used to be, which is a contracted painter, every single thing. And, and, and this is what we have now. So we are artistic, but first and foremost, we're a craftsman. We, we, there's a technology-based system that allows us to be artistic. And, I, and I'll say this even better, is I had a lot of artists, you know, went to art school, fine art school and did all kinds of things. And they come to me and, and I say, you know, this is, a, everybody wears a uniform, this is a regiment, it's more of a military operation. And, you know, sometimes there's a problem, but they, and, and sometimes they leave after a month and say, you know, I couldn't take you, this is too much. But they always say, you know what, I've learned so much. And I say, I'm giving you tools that you can use in your own painting. You, if you know how to glaze, you, you know, you go spray paint. If you know how to texture, you can use that in your own painting. And, it, and, 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 and I think the classroom now is lacking that. It, it's lacking that, that, that it's theoretical, it's, it's esoterical, and also in anything that's more, uh, that's not conceptual, that's actually technical becomes, who, who, you know, who cares? It's also idealistic, right? I, I always, I think like idealism is not something I'm allowed to have in business, right? I have employees, <laughs> I have a family, and, and I don't get to be idealistic about what should be. No, I have to adapt to the market, right? I have to change. I didn't like where things were going in my life and my business. I had to adapt. I didn't, I didn't get to complain about the world. Yeah. And that's the thing I think sometimes those artists struggle with is, hey, this is not a, you don't get to make all the rules. You have to have a patron. You have to have a buyer. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's part of growing up. And, and, and you could, and I, and, you know, I say you, you could almost marry to, you could say, I, I don't want to use, I want only use, you know, 
product that earth friendly and so you can you can still marry your conviction and idealism in your work there's i don't think it's mutually exclusive it's not easy sometimes sometimes you have to work with client you might necessarily have. but if you say i don't want to work for a guy that you know produce petrol or whatever or sells gasoline because of this you have the choice say i don't work for you and, I, and not only that but i'm going to tell you why and that that would be a better statement but if you do and you do a beautiful work you know, or, or somebody that you're not affiliated politically with, uh, you're still doing your job. So, you, you, you know, maybe you're too busy. Maybe, maybe your idealism is, is the best of you. And that's fine. You can live with, with, with what you, you don't need to concede. You don't need to really say, oh, you know, I, 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 my values are now gone because of that. I think you can marry the both. You can, and and you, you have to be intelligent, in other words. And, and, but but and that, if you have no work and you have no money, you can't keep saying I'm only going to use donkey piss to do my art. <laughs> right. Like your analogy before. Yes, I get like, there are certain things where you can say, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my morals up into a point where there is a market for that. If there's no market for what you're producing, you know, at some point something's got to give. But, but you know, the other thing is that, I know, I mean, and we, and we talked this off, off the air uh, <clears throat> when, when we talked the first time a couple of weeks. <clears throat> if I had to choose, and I don't have to make that choice, being a very good craftsman or a very good businessman, <clears throat> the truth is that you better be a very good businessman before you're a very good craftsman. Because I know some really talented craftsmen that are the worst business. I mean, they couldn't sell blood into an emergency room. And they are miserable. They, they can't do any of the things because they're, they're horrible businessmen. And I know people that could, you know, sell, you know, send to a Bedouin, as I said, that are killer business and horrible, horrible craftsmen. And they always come out on top. So again, you can, you don't have to be either, you know, of the opposite scale, but I think a, a good craftsman must have a, 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 a minimum amount of a professionalism and, and business savviness in order to be successful. Because this, if you're not successful at what you do, you're either gonna quit or you're gonna be resentful or you're gonna say, you know what, I, you know, uh, the world hates me or whatever, whatever the story is there. So you, 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 that business part, and the business part is not so much knowing how to count, I mean, that would help obviously, but the business part I'm talking about is, is your, your relation to your client. You say you're going to start on Monday and you're going to be done on Friday and you actually do that. And you don't show up at 10 o'clock say, you know, I'm not inspired. I'm at three o'clock in the morning. Kind of got, you know, uh, that doesn't cut it. I mean, there are some people online, but most people, they like to have their job done on Friday as you promised. And if you could do that every single time, you will get the call back, you know. And, and you know also, it. you don't have to be an, an entrepreneur. You can go work for somebody. Absolutely. I, I see a lot of people where I'm like, hey, I, I, like, I think you might be better off being somebody's number two or being their mechanic, like you were saying, have, being in someone that executes. But if well, you don't want to have the business side, maybe work for someone that will. Yeah. The, and it, it's important. It, it, you know, uh, we we're discussing also the other day is that, you know, for me, 90% of my work comes from either referral or repeat business. 90%, 90% of my work is referral or repeat business. 
And then the 10% is not me going with my portfolio like I used to. I used to go and knock on the door, look at what I do. Is that somebody say, hey, I heard this job, you should talk to this person. Or the architect say, hey, by the way, uh, we heard something about that. And, and I'll, I'll do a little pitch. But for the most part, that repeat business, I had customer for 30 years. And sometimes it's 10 years in between. And they call me, oh, I got to redo this room. Oh, you did this last time. Oh, my, my sister-in-law loved this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there are some small jobs. There's some big job. There's some medium job. And then you got, you, and you got anything in between. You know, I'm not just, I only do this type of job and only in this city. And blah, blah, blah. you got to be, you, you got you to you, you be willing to, to do it. And that's how I think part of the success of, 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 of my operation is that, that ability to say, you know, uh, here we go. I, this morning, I had a phone call from friends that say our big designer is coming, is going to LA this Saturday and uh, Monday. We have a meeting in San Francisco. Can you go there? And I say, man, eh, that's my weekend. I'm going away in two days. Uh, forget it. That's, and I think about it. I say, man, this guy is a big fish. It's a huge job. All right. I, you know, I call my mom and say, hey, honey, but she's used to it. <laughs> I always say, bad news. And she goes, okay, where are you going? <laughs> and I said, I think I got to go to this thing. It's, it, you know, I, I could say no, I suppose. I, you know, um, but I'm, I'm also attracted. I mean, I get, I get excitement about, hey, I'm being called to go to LA in two days. You know, well, you know, it, it, uh, it, it may not, it may not happen again, or I don't know. I, I doubt it. But there's part of me is like, yeah, it's it's my weekend. I, you know, uh, I I don't really want to do it. But part of me is like, man, that could be a great job, you know. So it's one of those things where it, it's it's a bit difficult. To, I mean, I'm having a hard time saying no. No is a, is a word that I, I I don't try to use, especially in business. You know, always like. I'll do my best. Let me see if I, what I can do. And there's that sort of being conciliatory, like, no, no, I don't want not being dismissive. So that's a big thing. And then the other thing is that the chase is interesting that they, you know, Oh man, that could be, that could be really a great job. And it, of course, financially, there's always, you know, I, I don't do it for the social, you know, greatness of decorative painting in this world. There's always that, but overall, you know, being asked to do this, that's an honor to me. I, 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 take, I take this as a responsibility that, I, that, you know, somebody call me from France and say, please, you got to do us a solid. Can you do this? Can you meet with him? I know it's last minute, but you know how to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's, you know maybe, maybe they rubbed my fur in the right way, I guess. I'm a sucker for it. <clears throat> but there's a point where our, our work is, is, is bigger than, than our, it's, it's, I can't turn it off and on and opportunity. I mean, you know, and you know, you ask somebody say, show me your photos on your, on your iPhone. And, and mine is like 98% are job related. And there's three pictures of my daughter and a dog and things like that. And then, then you know that, eh, you know, he's gone, <laughs> he's gone into the, 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 the painting world to the point where there's no return, but I like it. In other words, I, if it comes to a point where I find it to be a grind, where I find no enjoyment, then I know I'm done. I mean, I, or I'm done, or maybe it's time for me to do something else. And luckily with, with you know, the, the consulting, I've added an extra layer of business things for me that are very interesting. I treat, get treated super well. You know, I'm asked to, you know, questions. I try to come up with a solid problem. 
somebody else is going to do it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm make sure you do this, make sure you do that. I really like that. It's something that I, that I, that I didn't think I would either was value, valuable in terms of the skill, but, or that there would be a market for it. But there is such a thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, it, it, I always try to, you know, I always, I love to use analogy, but one of them I like to, to use best is like, I'm like a, I'm like a three-star Michelin star restaurant that has only five tables, you know? So it's a small business. I, I do a very specific thing. It's high-end. I cannot do a wedding for a hundred people. It's, it's, it's above me. I can only do this. And I know that it means that, you know, at four in the morning, you get your ingredient and you start cooking and you, you, you cannot have the same menu every time. And you, and you have to take care of your customer and you have to give them an experience that they will come back to. And, 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 you know, I, I think there's enough cooking show and shows on TV where you can relate to that thing, but I always thought of that. That's every time I see a chef like this and, you know, they always are thinking, you know, what I got, how can I better myself? How can I make, how can I maintain this three stars on, on, you know, or fourth flower Michelin or whatever it is. Um, our business model is almost that it's, 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 there's a moving post that always, you, you always have to, to, to get to, you, you hit a standard, you sit, like you do a job like incredibly under amount of pressure. And then the architects say, oh, but you did it already once. So now it's going to be even a more difficult thing. And you, you, and you find yourself that it's very difficult to regress back to a point where, hey, you know, it was nice when I just, you know, I, I started at eight and I knew at five was over and I cleaned my brushes and I would, you know, not think about the next day. It's a concept that I don't even understand anymore. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I wake up in the night, I'm like, oh my God, we got to do this. We gotta do that. But part of that analogy that, that kind of got glazed over is it's not about just the, like at a three-star Michelin restaurant, the food is not enough. Having great food is not enough, right? No, they spend no. all of that the experience, time on the front end yeah. and the yeah. experience. And, and that's what, in my business, that's what we focus on a lot because I, again, I'm a recovering craftsperson turned business person. I'm trying <laughs> to understand that I don't, I've stayed at clients' houses till two in the morning working on the best trim package I could possibly make. But then they didn't hire me back for the next one. And I had, I go, well, what the heck? I gave you the best paint job known to man. Oh, wait, I was there till one in the morning. No one wants that. And when you start to pair great food with great experience, great service, now you're on to something. Yeah. And, 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 and the presentation, I mean, you know, I, I, I spent, we spent a lot of time taping and preparing. I have like, I said, why are you taping everything? I say, because when I'm done, I peel everything and it's not a drip. Everything is perfect. There's a little touch up here and there, but nothing major. And then when the client comes in, even the GC, when the GC comes to you and says, man, you guys are organized. How many times have I heard that? And I say, oh, I must be doing something well. And everybody has the same uniform. They all wear pants, white pants and a t-shirt. And it's not like do whatever you want. If, if the thing is dirty, I say, tomorrow you bring a brand new pair. I don't want to see you in those things. And then, and we have a, you know, the, the setup time, I spend a day on the setup, the table, the paper, everything is, you have a little shelving unit. And then when the client comes in here and the GC and say, whoa, those guys, they're like, there's a class act. I see the value now. And everything I do after that, they have that, that positive vibe. Whereas like, you know, bags everywhere, stuff on different floor, guys that, you know, you don't know who is who. And, and they're like, oh man, there's going to be another one of this. So again, that, that, that idea of that, that's not just the food, but the presentation. 
how you wrap that package, how you behave on the job site. You're on time. You don't go, oh, I got to smoke. I'm on the phone all the time. I mean, I'm on the phone. I got these. I can I use my hand and I get these. I can talk and paint at the same time. And that perception, that initial perception, and again, you said you come to a restaurant, oh my God, look how beautiful. Look at the tablecloth. Look at the glasses. It prepares you for the meal. But the, the exact same meal at a McDonald's table would not taste the same, even though so, it's the same This food. is so good. Because I, I, in my classes, I talk about this in depth. I call it the mm -hmm. sommelier effect. Where the yeah. same glass of the same bottle of wine in a Dixie cup in a back alley tastes very different <laughs> than when the guy in this beautiful place with a chain nice, and it, he's yeah. dressed right, he holds the bottle a special way, tells you a story. The exact same bottle of wine is fundamentally different. Different. The experience is going to be different. And as, and as long when the contractor knows when I have a problem, I come to him and say, listen, you have a problem here. This is not ready. You get to get it. And I give him a list. I'm, I write lists every night on my computer. I have a program that I made. And do, 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 do. is the room. Here's my question. So I come in the morning and say, I got my list. At first, I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry. What, what <laughs> the hell? You know, this guy, who do you think you are? And the third day, I say, hey, Pierre, where's your list? Do you have anything for me? They love that. Like to, that I am involved in, in the process that to get things ready for me, they have to do this and that. And we, you know, sometimes it's a bit of friction, but quickly, you know, we have it out and they see the value of that. And they, and, and, and they, they say, man, that was, that was fun. We had a good time and go out to dinner or something like that. It, and, and, and as, you, as you project this idea, and it, for me, it's not projecting like I'm faking it. it that's who I am. But I'm, I'm, I'm if the guy's in there, I say, hey, you have a guy cutting here. I'm walking out. Oh, well, you, everybody does that. You got to work with, you got to play with the team. I say, I'm not going to play with the team when the guy, I told you to get this room ready and you got a guy cutting now the floor and I'm painting and I'm, that's going to slow down my process. And the, the process, the, 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 the finish is going to be different and I'm losing my time here. So I'll go to another room and when it's ready, I will come back. Well, you, I said, believe me, it's for your own interest. And so I stand my ground, I, I'm, I'm sometimes a little abrupt, I, I would say that, but there's a, there's a respect, there's, they understand, they, they say, you know, okay, there's a point there. And I don't nitpick or thing, I say, I do this, I'll take care of this for you, don't worry about it, I'll, I'll, this problem, I'll make it go away. And after a week, then, then, then the, the machine is oiled and things are going on. And sometimes, you know, you know it's, there's always something. And then you're like, yeah, it's going to be is one that, of those. Now, is that something that you've learned? Like, I'm, I'm on a project right now, fairly large re interior repaint, high-end client. Mm -hmm. And the GC is like, wants us going, right? And I'm like, we don't have a paint schedule selected yet. And, mm -hmm. and they're like, really want it. And I'm like, we've learned, last job, and the job, like, we've learned... If we don't have all the colors selected, we're not going to be very efficient. And like putting my foot down, I'm being nice. I'm not being very abrupt like you. But I also don't have the amount of leverage that you have with your, you know, years of experience. Was that something that you had to learn the hard way to get there? I, I, you know, I, I, I've never been to prison. Thank God. <laughs> and the one thing I learned in the film is you, you go to the biggest guy and, and you knock on the mouth and, and maybe you get a beating when they say, this guy is a tough son of a bitch. And, you know, this is not a right analogy, but I, I know one thing is if you don't say nothing, they will take a shit on you every single day. 
that's it's just it it's human nature i i don't know how to put it but when you state your thing say this is not acceptable and this is the reason and not not being to be a, you know a, a difficult person or a diva so, oh you're a diva i say maybe that's the way you perceive it but the reality is this this and that i can i can tell you why there's a step and if you have a guy in there and you told me i don't want to get and if it's not prepared that messes up our mojo here. And I'm here just for 15 days and I will be finished in 15 days. And now you're gonna look good when you tell your client, yeah, I am finished. So it is for your interest. Yeah, so I learned this because I, I, I have a great designer that always send me in the jobs that are not ready for me. And they know that I can push and push and get it done. And so the more I get it done, they send me to the job that's least and least ready. And it becomes now, you know, when I told you about, you set up a bar and then you cannot go back. And so, and so you have to, you know, and, and maybe also spending some time in the army where, where you, you're a draftees like you and you're a sergeant, you got to tell them, you know, you got to carry your pack for 20 kilos for, for fucking, you know, three days aimlessly because there's, there's no water, there's nothing. And you got to motivate them and they are about to, you know, put a shovel on your head. You have to, you got to find a way to say, we're in this together and 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 so when i go to this thing and i and i'm and I, instead of telling him at the last minute i sent him a list of things ahead of time and i said did you get this do you receive our list will this be ready i'm arriving on friday on thursday i call him did you get this thing and i like, what the hell is this guy but when i come in they're like okay uh and i say oh this is not ready you told me this was ready we got to do that put two guys on this now i'll do that i'll give you the list on this so they're like a little bit taken aback but at the same time, they see value into that, and 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 again, you have to wind that. You got to find that tight rope where you can be too much or too little. But if you say nothing, you will get the guy that when you finish your ceiling, say, "Oh, I forgot to put a sprinkler head here. I'm going to cut it." And oh, you high gloss. I'm sure you can touch it up and say, "No, sir, I can't." But you will repay for it, and that gives a thing. So I I think with that. It, always that thing of being abrupt and too, you know, and rigid and, and say, listen, we have a problem. Let's talk how we can do it. Try to, on a man to man, mano a mano, as they say, try to solve that problem. Um, it, it works out. And, and I, you know, I work a lot in the South and in Florida and then we're in New York and, ah, you know, the, you know, there's a big stigma in there, you know, big diva and stuff. And within a couple of days, we, we have it out, and then we have a couple of beers and stuff. And they're like, oh, Pierre, what's going on? This We try to establish a rapport, and I, you know, tell them jokes, I'm, 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 I do a little dance, or whatever I think to break the, the tension. And it seems to be, you know, that's one thing I learned is that you have to be you have to be a chameleon. You have to behave a certain way with the designer. You have to be a certain way with your client. You have to be a certain way with your architect. You have to be a certain way with your with your tradesmen. You have to be a certain way with with your 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 GCs. But you're the same person. You're just wearing a different hat, you know. And so you have you have to you you know I speak uh, some Spanish, so I do a little dance with the guys. Say, hey, you know, I I I, I do staple phrases I know and. The, and they breaks the tension, and the guy they feel at ease working with you. And I say, hey man, you know, you that me, por favor, me, 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 falta un poquito de pintura. Oh yeah, sure, blah, 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 blah. you know. And then, so you, you go on a level essentially, and and not as a, not as a, you know, I'm above that. I'm I'm not. I'm, I've, I come from nothing really. But I also can sit down at, at an architect at a big meeting, people, and then argue something about the 18th century, and I can back it up to some degree. And I just said, this is, you know, this is what I would do, this and that, and. And having this 
confidence, even when things go bad, that there is a way that works. Now, yeah, I'm sure you have. You've, you've found guys that are just like strict and assholes, and and then you then you then then it goes bad. I mean, I went to GC in England. He was a he's a, he's a, he's a he was a dick from day one. And I said, listen, man, you don't understand. I flew in this morning. I I, I got five people. I'm starting work. Oh, don't worry, it'll be ready tomorrow. I said, no, no, it's got to be ready now. Oh, and then the entire job was like this. But then, then I said, you know what? He's gonna play a game. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be even more. I'm gonna top him up. Whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it'll throw something at me. I don't know. Um, and there was some time where things were went well, and others it was just it was an asshole. And I said, "You can do it." I said, "I don't care what you're saying. I don't listen to you anymore. I'm doing this room. You can leave, and you can talk to my client. Here's the phone number, and you explain to him why I cannot work here. I, I'm not. I'm dealing with it. You you just don't understand. Uh, so you have those highs of drama and those lows, and 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 anything in between. You know, you try to avoid any of this thing, but it, it's a, it's a learned skill, I guess. Say, you know, there's. You have to feel the. I, I, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a seaman or a navigator, but you, you get, you see the water, you see the wind, you see this thing. It's a good day for go out. I kind of show you. You, you, you build up this sort of anticipation that, eh, that I had to watch out for this one, or you know, I got to be strong-handed right there with this, this character. He needs that. Or this guy, I got to play a different, different type of game. Is it, you know. And it's not as calculated as I make it sound. I think it's just, I'm just compiling a bunch of experience into one sentence. But, but there's a little bit of that, you know, we, we, I inherited a job that was a total farce a, a couple of days ago. And I have to make up for lost ground from another guy. And, you know, I, I got to play that game as well. I apologize. Even though it's not my, uh, nothing to do, I apologize for the bad experience. Let's see if we can do it better. I'm here. Let's, let's do that. I have a question for you. So, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming you – so you went from somebody commission, paying you to paint a, a sign to mm -hmm. traveling the world working on some of the most insane projects going. What was – like, <laughs> I, I, how do you, like, how did you ratchet up? Like, was it a, like a slow, steady ratcheting process of, like, higher-level projects, higher-level projects, higher-level projects? Was there, like, a breakthrough? Could you kind of go through that? Because, like – that's kind of what I'm more studying. I mean, obviously, as you're starting out and, and, and you aspire better than what you actually can do, and to be quite honest. Uh, and the one I'm in is the king of the blind people, you know, as they say. So I, I was a little lucky in New York and the thing where, where people I knew decorative painting, like classically trained decorative painter, there were just a handful of them. And I was one of the few. But I didn't know a lot about the preparation. I didn't, I, you know, I worked in, you know, a little panel. Then now you're translated in a full room. That's, you know, all of a sudden things are uh, different. You have to adapt. You, you know, as I said, in the, in the school I went to, I learned the alphabet, but I didn't know, I didn't learn how to put a, a word or a sentence together, much, much less a book. Uh, that knowledge is, is, it, it increases every job. So you, you always take on something a little bit more difficult, more challenging, and you solve the problems. The, 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 you know, so I used to do baseboard in, in, on Park Avenue, you know, or, or, or lobby of, 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 of a, a high rise, you know, they wanted some marbleizing and, and, you know, I would go with my little box and then we work with those ladies that would just, you know, drink, you know, Chardonnay while they watch me on my knees painting and like laughing with our friends. It's, you know, you, you've had those, those really 
I don't want to say traumatic experience, but experience where, where, where the designer is say, oh, you want coffee? You want coffee? And they look at you and, and they go, what about you? And then you're like, you're an invisible. And, and you're like, oh my God, I'm, you know, and, but instead of being like, oh, you know, I, I'm envious. I hate those people. I say, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't present well. Maybe I, you know, I, I, you know, there's something that is, and, and you build up, you say, okay, next time they're going to ask me for that coffee. And I'll say, you know what? I'd like an espresso with a zest of lemon in it. Shit that I really, I don't want to, but just to say, oh, oh, and, uh, and make it my cat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, look at this little guy. And, and when I was 24, I looked like I was 12. I had no hair. I mean, I was just like, I was, I, it really looked like, what, what in the hell is this guy covered in paint and stuff like that? No, over the years, obviously, you know, I met some really great designers. And then, but at first I started doing a door for them and an elevator door. And I said, well, that's really nice. I said, oh yeah, I mean, we could do this. And then, then I, and a little baby will say, what about this? And then they start feeding me. And then to the point where now <clears throat> they know what I, what I can do. But at first, that process, fortunately, that process is gradual. And I, I'll say to the people who are listening, if, 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 if all you do is an elevator door or some that type, that's your or doors, you know, cabinet, kitchen, Ellison would say, hey, I have a, a big banquet hall, you know, it's 100 feet by 20 feet and I have all the beams and painted. Can you do that? And you got to think, wait a minute, I'm going from one cabinet kitchen to this scale. That doesn't scale up that easily. There's a model, there's a thing. But here's an opportunity. Maybe I should hire somebody that knows. Maybe learn from them. And there's a lot of things where there's things I didn't really know. I would try to get this person and, and, and just pick up as much as possible. Maybe I didn't make a lot of money, but I, the, the bank of knowledge w was big. Um, you know, I wrote a couple of books, so that increased my, my thing. When, and, and again, when I wrote the, my second book, I said, you know, I should be teaching. I don't have any brushes. So then I started importing brushes. I said, well, it's not importing brushes. I may as well sell them. You know, so those are little steps that kind of open up a new world. And then when I'm teaching, the first time I'm teaching, I'm like, oh, my, I can't sleep for three days. I'm, I'm, I'm about to vomit, you know. And, I, and here I go on a, a, a marble, and they're like, oh, great. How do you do this? And then I'm like, okay, well, I use this at this color and this, and then all of a sudden, thing deflates. And I say, okay. And I start to own my craft little by little, bum, 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 bum. And now I, I you know, I'm going to Korea in a few days to teach in Korean. So that's not my first language, obviously. Uh, a class of 20 people, hardcore painters. I, I did the curriculum. I have no anxiety. I, 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 you know, I'm like, I got this. And I, I know, you know, I have that feeling like they can't go wrong. We, we, we're teaching the union painters now, the, the, the same thing. We go with union teachers, 20 of them and 15 of them, and they're union through and through, you know, and I'm not. Uh, and I'm telling them about labor situation, things like that, and how we do, but I'm concentrating on the craft. I don't get bogged down in the things that are not my, my business. And they're like, best class we ever had, my God, you know, usually we're behind the screen and we fall asleep. I, I, I say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them a quiz. And the guy say, don't give them a quiz, they're union. I say, well, that's how they're gonna learn. And they, at first I say, okay, a little quiz now. And they're like, what, a quiz? You know, 40 year old people are taking a quiz. And we made it fun and say, okay, how do you do this? What, what's the color of that? And they loved it. And I said, okay, quiz time. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, quiz time. And, you know, we, we try to break down this thing. So you start small, you start increasing, and then you have a big challenge and then you figure out how to do it and you're going to make mistakes. And, 
and 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 when you use that you know you you use that to your advantage i i have here a piece of canvas it was 15 17 well, actually more like 25 years ago i went to a job to measure a ceiling and i wrote it on the tape the dimension and i went back and i did the canvas and i my fives looks like a six and i brought my canvas and my foot shorter and so now I got to do the entire thing directly because I'm not coming back to New Jersey or whatever. And I, but I learned that lesson and I keep that canvas with me. And everyone said, what is this canvas? They say, that's a, some memory. And I, I always, I, you know, as I'm talking about it, I'm not even, I can, I know exactly what, where it is, what color it is, all the detail. And it, so that was a valuable lesson. I didn't look, I lost money. I, well, maybe I didn't make any, I don't remember exactly, but that idea of, I had I made a mistake here, and and recently, you know, a year ago, I made the exact same mistake. I I, I was I had to rush out of the thing. I wrote it down on a piece of paper, and I inverted. I'm dyslexic, so I inverse two number, and my canvas is missing a foot and a half as I'm installing it. And I said, I get this. I'm gonna remake that that section here. Blah blah blah. Nobody will know better. And I learned something. So. Each step you climb, you know, there's always sometimes, you, you know, you miss a rung, you, you stumble on, you, you go, you, you climb up, back up and, and you make, but after 10 years, you've, you've built up a wealth of knowledge already, a good amount of knowledge, because the, the one thing I want to say to, to, to people listening is that I never relied on anybody else. I mean, I sometimes, you know, edit this, but I always try to do the thing and that, that makes me own my stuff because if I sub everything, then I don't learn from the, from that. So at first it was like, always, 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 always doing it, doing it, doing it. And then, Oh, how do you do this? Hey, this guy's doing the floor. That's interesting. What product are you using? I sometimes take a little picture of a note saying, what is this guy? You know, they want to be secretive. Um, and, and so that process is gradual, but you have to be very careful. As I say, where, if there's too much of a jump from where you are now to what you're going to be asked to do the next time, that's the greater amount of, of problem that you're going to have to, to, to deal. So some people say, I, you know, I've, I've got the backbones for it, but that can break you. You got to be, you got to you may say, you know, maybe I'm not there yet. You know, it's not for me. And that's a good answer, you know? Yeah. Cause reputation is built over, slowly over a period of time and one mistake can really ruin it. Yeah, I always say it takes 10 years to do a reputation. It takes one bad job to ruin that. So, you you, you know, and, 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 and it's true. I mean, I can sit here and say there are some things where I'm not super proud of and I squeak by because time, because uh, all kind of issue. And I say, oh, I don't know. This is just on the cost here. And uh, should I redo it? Should I don't? And, and then also notice that I'm the most critical person i see things that no one else sees and and i don't want to go on a job and say oh forget about it. nobody will see that I'm, i always think i see it and that bothers me but there are times where i'm like do you see this and they're like, no that thing here no all right maybe i'm maybe it's okay then um but i i never rely on that i, I don't rely on the on the fact that you know somebody might not see it. i always want to be it's got to be done correctly and would I be okay with it? And maybe I got an extra day and that, you know, that I feel like, and somehow I feel like it's a, a weight lifted off of me. Like, you know, I'm happy. And I, I reach another level. It's like a video game, you know, I'm at this level now, you know? <laughs> um, and 
with that, what you talked about earlier about your masking, that's a big thing that we, when I, I teach my guys and I teach at the school, like we are putting on a performance as much as we are protecting the surfaces, right? Because the client's oh, yeah. going to come through the zip wall at night and they're going to see and they're going to be like, wow, look at all this. I made a post once where I, I jokingly used the laser level to, to make our, our tape lines on the floor. <laughs> and, and, but it's serious because what I, then when I talk to the guys, because we do a lot of high gloss and, and, you know, it's a subjective thing at the end of the day. You know, we're not doing automotive paint and cutting and buffing to yeah. perfect, right? But if we have done every single step of the process amazingly and we have continued to perform, then yes, we, we have bought ourselves a little bit of leeway at the end, right? Where the client isn't going to with the microscope to inspect and, everything. And, and, and I'll, I'll go one better is that if, if everything is, is protected and, and the client happens to come up on the fly and say, oh, I got to you know, see something. And I say, oh, that's nice. Their perception is that you were clean. And then if you work clean, you do a clean job. If you do a clean job, it's going to be a beautiful job. And if it's a beautiful job, it's going to be perfect. And then so you're you're staring them into their and I've never I've seen it before where the the designer comes with their GC and they say they didn't do this, didn't do that, and then everything else is shit. What about this? What about that? This door is wrong. Blah blah. blah. But if they say, oh, everything is ready, this is on time. Blah blah blah. Everything all that, and eh, this is not so good, but. You know, the rest is good. All right, let's redo that. And every, it's the same thing. It's like that, that wine in the Dixie cup or in the sommelier. It's the same wine. But the way it's presented makes a huge difference. And then all of a sudden, when they're in good disposition, you know, if the first room is great, that he look, oh, perfect. The color, everything is tight, good. They go to the second one. And then the third one, they're like, okay, well, that's going to be my, my expectation. It's going to be great because the first one were great. If the first one is a mistake, like a blatant mistake. No matter what, if the second one is perfect, it's still not going to pass it, because the sacramental expectation is to be, well, if you didn't couldn't do this right, how can you even do this second thing right? Or was it an accident? Maybe it's good, but I'm looking for a mistake now because I know if you did that shit before, for sure this is there's no way you're going to pull this. Uh, and you're absolutely right in in that. Yeah, it, the the tape protects, but it also project the fact that we are taking care of your valuable your house per se or your room we, we're considering that is valued enough that is worthy of not only the tape but the brown paper and maybe the plastic film to go with it and the double layer of paper on the floor and the drop cloth and a plastic on the paper so if there's bucket of water it doesn't go on your floor that's what we think of your house that it's that's worthy of that and yes, there's a cost for it for sure, yeah. because it's got it's got you know, it costs in manpower and it costs in materials and stuff like that. But the yield of that what I call investment, there's no money that can buy that because the, this 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 perception that the GC and GC is going to be the guy you're going to see and the architect and the designer and they say, man, this those guys are clean. They will remember that as much as they will remember the beautiful glass ceiling. Because that that was wrapped in a beautiful package and bow, and and you're absolutely right with the Somalia attitude analogy is that you can you can own you can do the best job, <clears throat> and I've seen there's, and there's some French guys I know they're killers. You got a cigarette in his mouth and is like this, and he you know he can paint oak like nobody, 
But when you see that guy, it's like, my God, what a slug. There's shit everywhere. You know, he pulls it off because that technical skills is right there. But the presentation is so awful. And it's like, what, is there anything else he can do? And, <clears throat> you know, and the other way around is like, you can have like a really beautiful presentation and not so good product, but it'll still has a better echo and, 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 and broadcast than, than the other way around. Just like the, the great craftsman that has zero business skill or the big business skill that has zero craft skill. Who wins at the end? Yeah, it, and that's, that's the part <laughs> that took me a long time to learn, you know, because I was an idealist, idealistic craftsman when I got into this business. And, you know, you, but eventually you start to listen to, you realize you're dealing with humans, right? And reason, you know. Yeah, and, and like logic is not a thing. Like, like we've all experienced, <laughs> like there's a time where there's a threshold where you can lose a client and never get them back. Right. I did a gloss ceiling one time and it, it ended up being equally as good as, a, as the gloss ceiling that we had done the one before. And I, the client at the end didn't want to pay and was like, would you show your other clients this ceiling? And I was like, absolutely. I think this, this ceiling is beautiful. But we had blown the experience. It had yeah. taken much longer. There had been a couple of mistakes that had happened, but the experience that the client had gone through was so bad that subjectively they, they were drinking the same bottle of wine in an alley behind a, a bar. Yeah, and, and it ain't just good. And it's just not as good, even though <clears throat> we know the wine is the same. Yeah. And that was a very formative experience for me where I realized yeah. like, there's a certain point where you can just completely lose a client and never get them back. And it's sobering because in your heart, you say, yeah, I had some issue, but I, but I made it. I, I came through and I, I'm really happy with it. But yes, yeah, there was some extra step that could have been avoided. And maybe it's my fault. Maybe, maybe you know, bad luck or whatever. <clears throat> it's how you recover. You know, I've done a ceiling and, I, and then on the last thing, we, we glazed it and the things started yellowing and the, and and it was for, for a friend of mine I hired me and I and I he said I don't know and I said and I said you know I think in my head my head is like I don't think the client will ever know because you know it's it's it, that's not something but he knew and I said I'll tell you what Peter I want to redo it because I think you're right like this is not the right way and it it really pained me and I was like a you know, I was like, eh, it was just the last day before the building shut down on COVID. And, but we redid it. But, and, I, and I felt super good about it, that we took it upon ourselves to redo something we knew was not up to snuff. It made my friends, and, my friend, and, I, and I said, there'll be no charge for this. This is, this is on me. I made a mistake. I, it was a product I used that, you know, it turned yellow, whatever. Uh, I had another glaze to kill it. Just like it just, it didn't work. And, you know, it, we still work together. He, he, I, I know he's appreciative that I went to that step. You know, he lost a few days, but he said, you know, I came through and it was, there was, he appreciated the fact, but more importantly, even if he didn't appreciate it, I appreciate the fact that I, that I did that. And yes, it was, it was painful as, as, as things can be painful like this, but I learned a lot of things. I learned to thin my shellac even better. I learned not to use this varnish. I learned to make sure when I work, my guys to listen exactly what I say. This and that. So, uh, you know, overall, there was no money in my pocket, but there was a, a wealth of knowledge that I, 
either will utilize on another job or most importantly, I will make sure I avoid for the next time. And that's, 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 the, that's the core of our thing. One of my clients told me a great story once, and I, and I use that in, in my business uh, class sometimes because, it, it, you know, it's a Jewish guy, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's like, Pierre, you know, you should, you know, if you do your business, I'll front you the money. I love this guy. He passed away a time ago, but he told me a story. He said, I'm going to tell you a story because I, I, I said that, you know, I was doing a job in Long Island and I said, oh, it'll take three days. And. And I'm thinking, shit, he's gonna think, you know, five grand, three days, and wow, he's gonna he's gonna buck, you know. And I said, uh, I think maybe four days. Say, it doesn't matter. He said, if you do it in one hour, and it's the, the way it is, I'm happy. I'm, I think it's worth the money. And someone tell you a story. I said, I had a, it's made up story, but I, it, it was it was charming. He said, I went, I had a, my appendix removed, and I, I go to the doctor, and I said, my appendix need to be removed, and the surgeon say, okay, no problem. Twenty minutes, removed. He gets a bill. $20,000. Like, what? So he goes to certain time. I don't understand. I mean, it took you 20 minutes and here's $20,000. And the surgeon goes, you're not paying for the 20 minutes that it took to remove that appendix. You're paying for the 30 years it took prior to that. So it only takes 20 minutes for that. And then the next day you're in my office complaining about the bill. That's what you're paying for. And I thought his story was absolutely brilliant because it really encapsulated this thing. This is not what you do per se. I mean, of course, this is your skill, but in all this wealth of knowledge to avoid that you're gonna go septic or the, or the or stitches are gonna crack or whatever, and, and that it's beautifully done and it's removed surgically and in 20 minutes you're in and out. That's what you pay for. So yeah, there's never a thing where I feel now because of that saying, oh my God, you know, I'm changing all this money for only five days worth of work. But really is that how long would it have taken me to do the same job when I started? Two weeks. And I always come back to that sign painting. It took me four days. And that guy came up to the window and said, man, if you don't finish this thing tomorrow, I'll take that job away from because it's a one day job. And and that, that idea of that you pay for the work, but the, 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 the thing that it's not an, a known entity is all those prior years of struggle, those mistakes, that ceiling that you, you screwed up and all that stuff. So the next one is better. And that's, that's and not only the guys in this and the presentation and that, but all this experience is the value of it. And, you know, and sometimes I tell my client that story and I laugh about it because it's, it's such a, you know, Jewish New York story, but I think it's perfectly on point and it really illustrated where the journey that it's taken to build up this, this knowledge and, and, and this confidence to say, I will see you on Tuesday and at 10 and at 1030, you'll be in your recovery. I know it's going to be good and you will be happy with the surgery. And that, so, you know, Sometimes when there's those moments of doubts and, and, and things, you know, you, you have those little stories that come up and say, you know, I can make this happen. <laughs> We've, and I, I think that to that point, it's, it's the years, but it's also like we, we, my competitive advantage as a company now is we are a low risk, high quality option, right? Oh, yeah. you're, when you hire my company, you're not taking a gamble as to whether or not this is going to get done the way that you want it. And so could you find a, a, a guy who could do the level of work? Potentially, you could go out to the market. You could talk to 100 painters. Maybe you get Cheaper. me 10 years ago. Yeah. We're, mm -hmm. we're pretty rare, but there's 
there's some really <laughs> dedicated craftsmen that are obsessed. And they're, when I first started out, I was given deals of the lifetime. All my old clients. I mean, man. But today, you hire us because we are a low-risk option. And that's the that's, years of experience. That, that's an excellent way of, of putting it. And it, it's a very uh, pragmatic way of putting low-risk low, low uh, business. And then and high quality to, to boot. And 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 you have those clients that just say, "Well, but yes, but this guy's you know thirty percent cheaper." Yeah, well, sure. I, I and I've had a couple of times where the clients say, "Well, you you know you're truly you know you're the most expensive." Somebody comes on the phone and say, "Oh, you know, but you know, I've had five people way cheaper. You're the most expensive." And I say, "Then you should really use them." And as a matter of fact, I can actually recommend somebody that probably be cheaper than those guys. It's completely your choice. I, I, I understand completely. But again, you came to the Porsche dealership. You see the sign in front of the thing. You, you, what you want is a, I don't want to say Hyundai or whatever, but a, a different car model. They're a very good car. Um, that's it. And there's no wrong choice. Not everybody should be driving a Porsche. Not everybody should be driving a you know, Ford, one F50, whatever. Whatever is your jam is what you do. I, I, I. I know I can do it. This is this minor. If this is, if you think we're not compatible, this, there's no problem. I, I don't feel bad. I, I understand. But I cannot go through the process and explain to you why, 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 why. If you, you by yourself don't, you're, what you're looking is for the bottom line because there will always be somebody cheaper and somebody higher. And I always say, it's just like a car. There'll be a faster car that'll pass you on the highway and it'll be a slower car. You'll be the F1 driver. There's always somebody that's gonna be faster and faster. Where are you in there? Where do you wanna be? I can, that's your answer, uh, not for me. I don't, I, it does, I'd love to do your job, but I'm not gonna, not because five other people have a cheaper price, all of a sudden I, I have to lower my standards for you. I, I refuse to do that. And the, it's not the only problem with that analogy, I, the, I love the car analogy, but the only problem with the car analogy in the painting business is Hyundai still has to pass a bunch of regulations and they are a legitimate company. In the painting business, there are a lot of guys that aren't at all legit. They've passed no criteria. I just left a job right before here where the client had brand new garage doors installed. They were improperly painted. They are now ruined. I, I told her, like, I can probably do this. I'll do the best job I can possibly do. I'll give you the best paint job, but I won't warranty it. So now they have to go and they have to file an insurance claim on their brand new garage doors because they hired a painter who put the fundamentally wrong coating on and didn't seal it on all edges. And so at least with the Hyundai, it passed <laughs> yeah. the, like, government regulation yeah. or safety. Yeah, yeah. But what I what – I, and, and again, Hyundai, again, I have a Subaru, I'm happy with my Subaru and my Toyota. But what, I, what I'm saying is that when, when you get phone call, I always tell the girl, I say, tell them I've written a book, tell them I do the Getty Museum, tell them I work at the Ritz. I, and I don't, it's not to, to, to toot my own horns, I don't care. It's just I want to make sure they understand that our price uh, uh, schedule or the way we price our job is based on all that. It, it can't, I cannot take that out of the, the package. You know, we get, we all, you know, uh, failed uh, question from Brooklyn. So, oh, out of lobby. I've seen, I've seen your thing on the internet. And I say, Hey, I tell them, go to the 15 questions. If they can't answer that, we know that's not for us. And if they say, yeah, no, I still want it. I say, tell them and say, it's X amount per day is usual our average thing. And, and then I'll see when I get my dog, oh my God, they have this sticker. But I'd rather have him now than 
in the middle, you know, like the uncomfortable thing is my, oh my God, this and that. It, it, and it doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'm worthy of that or unworthy or whatever. It's just that we're right now where I'm at, I need to do this type of thing. That's what, that's, that's my jam. And I have a certain status and, and I have an operation and, and, and that's, that's the part of it. And it, it's gotta be tactful. You can't, you know, the, the one thing I say is to be, you know, you know, I've, I've had too many times when I get turned around at the club, you know, I'm not on the list, you know, I don't look the right. And I, I hate that as feeling. Yeah. And I don't want my client to experience that or potential client. But I, I say, you know, here is, you know, this is, this is what we do, this and this and that. And, to, and again, with the 15 question, I think that's a good way to do it. And they get the idea right away. If they don't, then we start on a little bit of pricing. So, and this is about the range it's going to be in. Either they never call or they call back and we, we take it from there. Um, but yeah, too many times, you're right. We, we, you, you, you cannot compare apple and, and oranges for the same thing because, you know, we, <clears throat> we're in New York City. I mean, my, I have to, our, our real estate is expensive. Our insurance is crazy expensive. The buildings you cannot get in before nine o'clock, you get them at four o'clock, you get a six hour day out of the guy. You know, all this thing is, 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 is got a factor in my billing. I can't. I can't be the same thing that I had a friend of mine right in New Jersey is he's just at across the bridge and, and his insurance is a tenth of mine. He does the same business. His real estate to get a 5,000 square foot warehouse for three grand a month. You know, so I, I say then, you, you know, start working in Manhattan, I guess. <laughs> um, and it's also supply and demand. Like you said, you, you understand the business side enough to go. I only have so many hours this year i'm going to auction them oh. off to whoever wants to pay the most and you know because you with, can't... with the caveat i'm going to stop here with the caveat that i also don't have two prices i like i hate to say when you when i got a pack of butter at the supermarket whether you're jeff bezos or, or a homeless the price of butter is still say 250 or whatever i don't know what a price of butter is <laughs> but uh so so to me, my price structure is based on square footage. And, you know, and obviously when I work for Bezos or, or Bill Gates or these kind of guys, you know, I know there's a bit more meat on the bones. I, I you know, I'll, I'll fly a certain way. I, I, I can add a couple days. I can pad a little bit. But, but, I, but I work through a designer and say, you know, this exact same job was, you know, $15,000 last month. And now with this client, it's 30. I mean, how, how can I justify that? So for me, the price is this, I don't make a difference. And then people say, oh, you know, you should hammer it up. Those guys can't afford it. Uh, yes, I guess sometime you, you could. I, 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 I never think of it like this. And maybe it's stupid. This is maybe bad business. No, but I, I think that, that that fits my point is like, no, it's just, here's my, here's the going rate for what we do. I don't care. We, we worked in houses that cost $250,000 and did the same level of work for the same labor rate as a $20 million condo. The house price isn't what matters, but our time is the same. It's worth the, the same. same in both yeah. places. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, sometimes you're like, oh my God, and you see the, the next guy, the contract, they're like, you know, a half a million for, for, for one window. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I'm in the wrong business. Um, but I'm, I've never been envious. I've never been, you know, looking if, you know, at other contract. I do my thing. I, you know, you know, sometimes say, you know, maybe I should raise in this. I, I do my, 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 my consulting. I live well. I, you know, I, 
my life is fine. It could, you know, sure I could, I could, I could do better, I, but I could also do worse, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where it is a motivation. Absolutely. The financial aspect is a good motivation for me. I don't, I, I've never claimed, I, I, I do it for the greater good of, of the decorative painting, you know, social order. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Even though I do a lot for that with, with talks and books and whatnot. Um, I still want, I do my thing and, I, and I'm happy to do it. And I, I make a very good living because I have no complaint. I work really hard as, I mean, you know, what, something, oh, what's your best advice you could give a strong, a, a young decorative painters? They work your ass off. I mean, I just, I mean, there's no shortcut. I mean, you know, uh, um, when I started, there was not one decorative, not one old gizzard you could come to and say, hey, man, how do you do this? How do you do that? They, they were all in France and England or Italy or whatever, but not in the U.S. And so I, I would go to a museum and take a picture and I look at a piece of marble and say, how did they do this? How is it possible they were able to achieve it? And I know it's done fast and I can see the brush strokes. On, and then I break it down and I practice and practice until I figure this out. And I've and probably one of the reasons where I got to be I think very good early is because I had no help whatsoever. And I had to use my hand and say, how do we, how would you do something? And then when I would get help, then I would know the right questions. I was struggling here. I was struggling in there. So rather than having everything, you know, filleted and stuff, I say, I know how to fish, but this one eludes me. How, what, what's the bait you use in there? Like I would like a very specific question. I, I even, I even a couple of times in my life, I went to, uh, to France and I offered my services for free. In it, but I said, I picked the company, I picked the craft that I'm working with and I, I want to know what I'm doing and you don't have to pay me. But I want to work with this guy and I want to see how it is that. And, that's, and I will take notes and I'll take pictures, I'll tell you right now. And they always paid me because they were super happy with my work. But I learned a tremendous, it's like going to school. It's like uh, for free almost, you know. Um, but that lack of, of immediate access to knowledge uh, was a really great factor of, of uh, an incentive for me to learn. And I, and I think, you know, I don't want to sound like, oh, in my days it was better, but now with, with the Instagram, and we're on that platform now, it's like instant gratification about everything. If you cannot get the information within 20 seconds on your phone, you, you sort of give up. And, and I think that's, that's that, you know, there's, there's hundreds, you know, press full marble on YouTube, you've got a thousand. Like everyone is as bad as the previous one. But how do you select if you don't know? How do you cipher to this mess of, of knowledge, you know? So it's almost too much. And so, as you say, you go back to the books, you, you learn about, you know, oh, they used this thing in, nine, in 1930s, they had discovered the Cellulose uh, compound. What were they using it for? What was the use? In a, so you build up your information, you, you pick up from those books you, that are useless now because the, the materials are different. But there's always a piece of information that, that decipher a certain system and say, oh yeah, I see why this is layered this way instead of that way, um, and 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 I think that's 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 an issue that's been plaguing the 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 art and the craft world is that because it's on YouTube you think it's valid you know it used to be a book you know and 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 then the book industry anybody could write a book and it was you know the source of information was diluted or even wrong uh, and there was no no nobody to say oh don't listen to this and now. You know, we do program, and then, and and the biggest one thing is that oh, it's a three-day program. Can you do it in one day? It's a, it's a month program I do in three days, really. Um, 
but I know the attention span. I know that you know people are taking the exam for the for the for the DC painting or for the for the scenic paintings. They 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 have to learn. You know, so I say you know, three day wood graining class is is it's 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 almost laughable. I mean, I'll give you all the basic you can do, but if you don't practice, or, or they say oh, I don't want to buy a brush, I have my thing. I say, why are you taking the class? I don't I don't get it. I mean, I don't say it like that, but my head is like. You want to spend nine dollars on a roll of tape that you throw away, and you don't want to spend twenty dollars on a good brush, I, and you use a cheap brush that you throw away. I, I don't even understand the concept. But if I can't even, if it doesn't, it's not apparent to you that your your thinking process is completely distorted. Who who am I to convince you? You want to use a, a, a you know a cup gun to to do a ceiling? Because it's it's twenty dollars at you know at four hundred fifty dollars you get one at Home Depot. Yep. Go ahead, yep. or you get a SATA nine hundred fifty dollar proper you know gun, gun, and 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 that and then and then that that delivers the finish. So when you have that much of explanation to convince people the good founding of using the proper just the proper tools, and that is already a struggle. Imagine what taping is like using a proper tape or, or this quality there and it's beyond the scope and i and i think you know on, on the on the topic of teaching that's one thing sometimes i struggle i say my god you know out of 10 people there's like three of them i say jesus i don't know why why are they in this class it's just it they obviously I don't care or they don't, they don't take any notes that, you know, it's just like, I notch on my belt. I've done this, you know, I went to a movie almost. Uh, it's a neg it's a passive information. There's no exchange. Um, and, and it, it's been, it's been a problem. I, I think lately, again, just because, Oh, I can learn on YouTube. Blah, 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 blah. And then there's a lack of, um, sorry. There is a lack of, uh, of thirst for knowledge because there, there's no struggle for knowledge. Used to, mm. We know when you had to, you know, when you had to go to the public, and I don't want to sound like I'm a million years old. I mean, this, you know, the internet is relatively young, but everything I had to do, I had to go to the public library, get an index card, get the book, and then maybe, you know, it was the wrong book and you bring it back and there's one misly black and white picture and you're like, what, what the hell, what am I looking at? But, it, it, you know, and it's great that now you have this information, you know, accessible with, on the thumb, but that effort that I made to research what was a quill, the first, you know, what was the first can of one shot that I bought is still with me today. And, and, and it built up the foundation of my knowledge. That's not all of it, thank God. And I'm happy that now if I look for, you know, 1930 posters of bar in Paris, I can type it on Google and have 15 of them. And they're great, they're helping me right now. It, it's much faster, but having able to, um, Somebody wants to buy a brush. Hold on. <laughs> um, Go ahead, answer. I, Go ahead, answer. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. PFI, how can I help you? Hello? Okay, so here's a funny story. My number is one digit off from the, um, the line to get the food stamps in New York City. I, I had that, that Sherlock. So it's 888 is my number and then 800 da, 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 is the same number for the so I, I constantly get no i didn't get my foot stamp <laughs> so that i know i you know 
8.30, I don't know if it's going to be a, a decorative painter that's looking for, for a brush, but possibly, who knows. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's why I get this phone ringing. But anyway, to go back to our thing is that, they, you know, everybody get their own journey and, and it's a very personal thing, you know, and, and, and there's no shortcut, unfortunately. That's, that, that's, I uh, love that. And that's what I think people need to hear this because I, I get, we, I teach classes and I get million. I started teaching classes because I was getting the same question hundreds of times a month in my messages. And then I was like, Hey, you want to know that long drawn out answer? Really? I should teach you in real life. Or you can, for $15 a month, you can join my private Q and A and I'll verbally say it to everyone at once. And then they disappear. Or the yeah. number of times that I'll, I'll make a post and someone will ask a question that the answer is you just type it into Google. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, man, I, do I have to tell you to Google this? <laughs> I, I Google. And, and it gets frustrating. But then there's also plenty of people who've come to the classes who have dove in. They understand. I like what you're talking about with your classes is you've condensed it down. Right. And I've done the same thing. We do a two day course. It's a ton of information. It's conceptually driven. Because you have to go back and practice. And yeah, practice there's there's and practice. there's no there's no there's no short short shortcut for that. It, 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 that's that you know I, on my shirts for for when I class I, I say five percent talent, ninety five percent practice, and and you know I say oh you you like Picasso you're talented you know, your mother was a painter. Yeah, I, I had I had I had of some visual clues that you know, that made my eyes more aware or cued to it. But everything I learned, I, I, some, there's some master that said, you know, this is, this is paint plus this one equals this one. And, is that. and then after that, it's just practice and, do, and doing mistake. And why, is this, why isn't this drying? Why is this crackling? What is that? And then if, every mistake you make, and, and you make as many as you can when you're young, then you build up on that. It doesn't mean that you're immune. I mean, I still make mistakes. There's no question. I mean, nobody, nobody's left the level. So are you a master? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. It's sort of like, you know, who is a master? Who is a, who's a journeyman? Who is this? That? I don't think you can rank people in some ways. But in your own skin, in your own level, you know, if you know that you're 10 times better now than 10 years ago, I mean, every year you've, you've doubled your thing. And that's, that's really your, 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 your measure, wherever you started. And it doesn't matter where you start is that it's every year, you, you know, you add, you add, you add. And that's, that's really, you're on your own master based on your own journey. I, I can't, you know, when I, 10 years into my thing, I thought I was, you know, pretty good because I, you know, I'd written a book, I had a best card from my friends. But the fact is, that, yeah, I, I always had the thing, I still have a ton to learn. And then I start teaching and I was like, oh, it opens up even a bigger thing. And then I have another, you know, I started doing teaching online, which I'd never done. It's like, this is stupid. Who is going to sit through, you know, a phone and watch somebody paint and, you know, COVID happen and say, oh, okay, maybe there is a thing. And then now I got to talk to an audience that is completely non-responsive. You're talking to a camera, you see your face at, or your hand, and there's no feedback. There's 80 people listening, no feedback, nothing. And you keep on talking, you say a joke, there's no laughter, you know, you hope it's funny. <laughs> Somebody, you know, gives you a little, you know, little symbols, of, but I can't even watch because I'm painting. So I had to break down my system of painting live with painting online, which is, you know, it's the same thing, but you're gonna break it down. You, you know, I'm tight in here. I, I'm, just, I'm working just on an easel. 
But even that was such a great, I, I progressed so much on my marble skill by doing that, by being confined to a chair, almost like a, you know, like on a wheelchair bound. I don't know, you know, if it's a good way to say it, but, and uh, again, there's things I was struggling. I had to break it down to just, so now it's just looked at it from a tunnel vision, you know, instead of the, the big pyramid that I learned a ton of things like this. And again, I, somebody had asked me 10 years ago, could you teach a class through a phone? I say, I, you're mental. It's, it's stupid. But now with COVID, people are receptive. There's a Zoom class we're having now. We're having a chat. We, we, we're, you know, a thousand miles away. And it's completely natural. It doesn't feel like, oh, it's weird. It's forced. It's, it's bizarre. I see myself talking, which is annoying. But uh, uh, it's part of our, you know, that's, you know, we're evolving in another step. You know, is it, is it a plus or minus? I leave others the, 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 to answer that question. But as far as we call it a craftsman, yes, we have another way to communicate and have a talk and say, hey, how do you do this? So I say, you know, when I do this, I turn this way and, I, and then you'll take, oh yeah, no, but take this way. Like we had a, one with the first time we talked, we were over the phone, we already talked within 10 minutes shop and what gun are you using and what is that, what compressor? And I'm on, I said, oh, this is great. I didn't know about this one. You know, there's that, that, that exchange that, that wouldn't have been possible um, years ago because we didn't, that technology didn't exist. But it's the, 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 the flip side of it is that that's not there, all, all there is. I mean, this is great. This is fantastic. It's a little hard popping in there. So I don't even know what that means, but I think it's, you know, that's good. Um, but if you limit yourself to this, that's nothing. If you limit to just the book, that's nothing. If you limit yourself just, so practice this, that, the Google, this and that, all that is a one big package. That's really a, a, a full comprised thing. And I, and I think, the people that are learning that that want a fast way to learn. There's no fast way to learn. I mean, you 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 you're talking about you know well-known painters like Leonardo da Vinci. I mean, those you know Raphael, uh, uh, Michelangelo. At, at ten years old, they were working in a shop and grinding pigment and drawing anatomy for ten years before they can even touch a painting, they even look at it. So. Of course, we're beyond this, you know, child labor kind of intensive uh, learning. But the core of it is the academy, the foundation, th those artists, which were, you know, I would say now craftsmen, learn a technology-based, unbelievably full of knowledge. It was just, it was not a, a, a six months class in some obscure, it was, it was a 10 years thing. And when you achieve that, when the master would say, okay, I'll let you paint that little tree in the background and that little house, and that'll be it. And you'll be happy with that. And you're not paid by the way. So <laughs> on top of that, um, we, we, we have this thirst of knowledge and we have this access, to, immediate access to knowledge. How do we deal with it? And, and when it's a craft, when it's a manual labor, the TV screen is not going to be the final. You're going to have to put your hand in the paint. You're going to have to work over your head on the ceiling. You know, understand what 10 or 15 feet span is like when you're upside down on the ladder. That, no amount of video is going to teach you that until I, you. I like the analogy in. of uh, <laughs> you can watch as many videos about how to do a push up as you ever want. <laughs> But if you need, if you want to do fifty push-ups in a row, it doesn't happen from watching videos. Correct. That's that's fantastic. You know, it's, it's well it's, said. It's, maybe it's fine to get the rough stuff, right? Get some concepts. But if you're not going to put the work in, and day after day, and 
and do the samples and 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 make the mistakes. Now you make can come sense. to one of our classes and I can shorten the learning curve, but I can't Absolutely. teach. I can't teach yeah. for you. I can't, I can't download the skill yeah. into your head. Yeah, and, and it's the same thing. It's oh, I'm gonna, I don't want to buy a brush, and that's well, fine. I mean, I don't know how you're going to do wood graining without a flogger, but but you know, it's up to you. I, I don't know what you know if that's the you know, and but yet you'll go out and take drink five beers that you'll piss away within the hour, the nearest quarter cent. What's the logic in that? You know, invest in your craft. Investing in your craft is inst investing in. In your in your in the knowledge, taking classes, going YouTube, whatever, putting the time into it, getting the proper tools, and you'll see it makes a difference. But if instinctively if you don't think that's the good way of doing it, I, I mean, again, as you say, I can show you how to do fifty push-ups. I mean, I won't be on maybe ten. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, if if you don't start, that's all you. You'll be a good watcher. That's that's about it. Yeah. Um, it always come back to, to this 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 thing of, of being a professional or an amateur or where you are that you know I don't care to give label I don't you know I I, I belong to 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 some sort of sort of in membership but a, a group of, of painters we gather every year around the world painted decorative painters and you know it's, it's become an old man club and just being annoying and and they have a problem meeting young painters and I say based on what. So this lady, she has a van with painted unicorn and she does, you know, you know, children's bath bedroom. And it's not my cup of tea. Some of them are not as good as, but she's working every day. She has a van. She has a customer. She has a client. She, she is as bonafide as a decorative painter as I am, as far as I'm concerned. That's, there's no level. That's like, it, you don't have to be. Uh, uh, you know, Michelangelo to do a, a Sistine Chapel to be a painter. There, there's no, but if you're professional, you have your van with your phone number, you have a business card, you deliver a job, and and maybe you're happy painting a little unicorn, a little balloon in the kids' room, and that's your that's your jam. You're a decorative painter. You're a master of your thing. I have a, I have a good friend in Long Island. She she's gone into painting the brick with with lime and stuff. She's busy as she's the heaviest, busiest woman I know. She's on Instagram all the time. She promotes. She has she has ten jobs ahead of time. Okay, and and she does murals and stuff like that. And some some people say, oh yeah, but she doesn't know how to do marble. She doesn't. Move. She doesn't need to. She's a professional decorative painter. She makes money. She has a client. She has an Instagram account. She does it. She is a master painter in her thing and she's happy to do it and i i see her and i'm like i'm in awe with her now we don't do the same thing when i have the same client that has nothing to do with that your your, your level of of greatness i guess or or or, 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 or skill set is based also on your customer base you know not everybody needs to paint the ritz or whatever or the museum thing that's on your job but if you have your your i had a girl that she was a sign painter nikki from flora super sweet girl and she started, she took a wood grain. She said, oh, I don't know. I think I want to take a wood grain class. I'm a sign painter, but I'm tired of the signing. And But I nobody used, nobody used wood grain in Florida. And I said, well, that's perfect then. And she goes, why? I said, because you'll be the only one wood graining in Florida. And you'll be getting all the jobs. She goes, yeah, that's an interesting point. So she took the wood grain. And the first day she had to go to garage doors. And she grained a garage, you know, those impressed. They already have an embossed a design white and whatever. And she did like a mahogany success. And 
the neighbor, oh my God, who did this? I want the, and it, the entire street. And then the, and then the neighbor, and then she, the, all she did that, almost like a super, 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 and I say, I told you, Nikki, this is it. And now, you know, she said, now this is that much for the door and she's, she's lining up. The, she found a niche and I say, that, a, that is a bona fide decorative painter. I don't care if she doesn't do marble or ornament or 18th century French, who, who cares? But she's professional. She has a van. She has a business card. She gets her client. She delivers a job on time. That's what makes you a professional painter. And I think some people confuse all the time your 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 mar your mastery of technique with your clientele with what 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 you can do. And and, and if you do bathroom and things, there's nothing wrong. It's the same thing with the with the with the uh, the, the Hyundai and the Porsche. They both car. They both passed all the different, you know, uh, uh, whatever uh, technical thing to be, say, yes, this car is safe. And there's nothing wrong with it. And actually there are more Hyundai on the road right now than ever every portrait if you really think about it. And so I think when, when we have an audience of people that say, oh, will I ever be like you? You don't need to be like, you. Don't, you know, I'm, I'm glad actually, not because I need the competition. It's a difficult life. But if you have a good market, you do your sailing, you get the gloss, you get it, you get a down patch. Before the job ends, you know exactly how it's gonna, you know all the set. That's your thing. You don't need to do a, 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 a sky and an angel and that. So, so, so something, things get mashed where, where you can only be called this label because you can do that. And I, and I think that's wrong. That you can be master of your, of your particular trade and do perfect leaving and have a bunch of employees and, and, and do that and, 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 and be satisfied with it, you know, uh, and, and, and this, this, this artistic knowledge and thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe something happened, maybe, something, maybe you don't need it. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It does, it, it's not a requirement in other words, having, having the knowledge, but whatever you do, the only thing is whatever you do, you have to do it professionally. You have, you have, you have to deliver on time. You have to know your skill. Whatever, whatever your, your jam is, whatever your market, painting bricks or whatever, that you got to do the best painted bricks that you know how to do. And that's how you, you're the master of this thing. And maybe you say, okay, now I'm ready for the next level and so forth. And, 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 you, and your, your, your thing grows or you can stay at the level you're happy, but then get more employee. There's no wrong or right. As long as you always follow this, this, this ethic of work, the code of ethic of, yeah. of, of, of the business, the respectability, uh, of getting all your insurance, treating your people correctly, calling your client correctly. Don't try to, to screw people for the sake of doing it and think of the next and next thing. Yeah, I like the idea because I, a lot of people see us do, we do like six to $8,000 gloss doors, right? Because I live mm -hmm. in a market, we're lucky to live in a market where there's there's a demand for that mm -hmm. and people can afford it. But if you are in like where I grew up in Kansas, there's not a market for that. Mm -hmm. But craftsmanship is taking the parameters that a client gives you, taking the skill set that you've built over time to deliver the best possible product that fits that parameter. So if a client comes to you and says, I, you know, or the market says we have a thousand dollars we to spend on a gloss door. Okay. Now your craftsmanship is using all of your years of knowledge and skill to give the best thousand dollar gloss door there ever was. Absolutely. 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 It, it, they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, you, it, that's the thing that people tend to confuse, you know, art and artists and, and, and colors and things like that. Yes, it contributes. Yes, on the appearance of it, but the, the 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 core of it is is 
getting to the, your market, owning your market and making sure that you can deliver what you say you will within the perimeter and make some money. Now, if you do a thousand dollars door and it costs you $950, you got to get out of business for sure. But if, the, if you do that thousand dollars and, and at the end of the day, it costs you $600 or $700 and you, so you have a profit margin and you can go to the next door and the next door, that is a business. So, so, Yes, there is the value, but it's also what is your taking home? And or did it, you does it tell take... the client? Is the client happy at the end? Did you yeah. did you set expectations so that you could do the door for a cost of five hundred dollars and charge a thousand, and they would still like it? Did you show them a picture of my door, sell them for a thousand? Because that's going to set up an issue, even if you use mm -hmm. all the craft that you have in the world to be able to do it for under a thousand. If you set expectations improperly. Now no. we have a problem. But yeah, it's like if you added the value to the client so that they're happy at the price point that they can afford, that takes crap. That takes years of experience of trial and error to figure out how do Absolutely. I get the best possible $1,000 gloss door. Absolutely. For that price. And, and, yeah. and, and sometimes, you know, say I have a budget so we can work backward. Yeah. If you have a particular budget and say this is within the perimeter you've given me and I say that my daily rate is this, then, then this is a three-day job or whatever the, the, you know, the number is and you work within that. I mean, it's, it's a hard way to work in and sometimes, you know, you know, you're already getting into a financial burden that's going to skew a little bit and limits really your, your, your abilities. But, you know, when we do, you know, we've done things where it was a restaurant and it's like X amount of square foot. And we don't do that very often, as I said, because we're not known for that, but, you know, uh, I'll say, okay, well, that's the number. So that should be X amount per square foot. That means this is what I can do. And I feel confident doing it and I'll do it in four days and I'll make some good money and you'll have a good product. And that's the parameter. And it's not the best way to work, but it's also a possibility if you if you choose to. Or just say, you know, I'm not interested. It's not, I don't want to do that. Or we're on a job right now where I, I priced what we would call standard painting. So for us, mm. we're still using premium products. We're still going to use a coat of oil primer first, but we're not going to go four rounds of filler. Right. So we, everything was priced as a standard price. And then there was a premium option upgrade to what I do mostly, you know, what we're known for. And now they've gone, I just got the report back from the GC. Here are all the rooms that are going to be standard. Here's all the rooms that are going to be premium. Premium, exactly. I can reverse engineer my scope to meet your budget and expectations. Absolutely. that they're reasonable. But that, that, that's the professionalism. And it is a point where you say, I cannot do that. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot deliver in this space on that parameter. I'm not the, and that's why I say, we're not the wrong guy. You, you are we're, we sell Porsches. That's all we do. That, yeah. I, I, I'm, I have a used Porsche. Maybe that's, you know, I hate yeah. to, I don't know. I don't want to say Porsches, but it, it, it is true that, the, you know, you, you go to Mercedes, you know, the, the starting prices, you know, that otherwise that don't go there. I mean, yeah. I, I, you want to look at fine automobiles. It's fine. It, you you know, get so, a C-Class uh, or you could get an AMG 63 and they're very different price points, but they're still, the, there's a baseline expectation. They, and they both have the Mercedes logo on it. Yeah. And so uh, the, this idea that when you work with a client or a designer, and, 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 and usually that's why I like to have a designer because he's a buffer. In other words, he's already, he's already done the selection. We're not talking here because the client called me cold call. The designer say, well, I know the budget of this and that. I'm going to recommend this person based on that. And so that, that, that remove all this anxiety about the pricing because we work together and know the price point and know our price structure and they can work backward from this and say, you're, you're a good fit for my client. 
and, 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 and I try to, you know, 80% of my work is going to be through architect designer, just because that's nice money. And the few clients that I have in direct are repeat business over the years. They're, they're calling me back, but they've known, there's no, they, they know me. So there's no, they're like, Oh, surprise on the, on the price. They know my price structure. They know what they're going to pay when they call me back to repaint a, you know, a bathroom or whatever. Um, there's no problem. I don't have to justify it because they've known me. The, the cold call the first time direct owner, that's where we have to worry about. That's why I have those 15 questions because they don't know me. They might not, you know, they just say, oh, I read your book. I've seen your thing. I know what you, I, I, have, I, I know what I'm expecting. Then that's fine. There's, you know, it's, they, it's easier. But uh, there's always this, you know, there's always this odd thing about money, uh, you know, uh, that, either it's dirty or it's bad you cannot talk openly you know there's always that sort of a taboo and stuff um and unfortunately in the u.s we're in a society where you know how much you make is a question that would come with a conversation at the end of dinner without too much you know you know anxiety behind that uh so it makes it easier but it's always a thing like you work with a, with a client you've done for there they you're friendlies and you have to present your bill there's always a little awkwardness about it but and you never have to say, oh, I need to get paid because I need to pay my tax. No, you need to get paid because you did the work. That's, you don't have to justify why you need to get paid or you, you, your kids need braces or your mother is in the hospital. You need to get paid because you've done a job, period. If you go to a lawyer, before you sit down, somebody's going to take your credit and say, oh, this mister, it's $300 an hour. So you, you, here's your retainer. You you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor before you go, my doctor. Before I do, I go through the thing, I fill up the form, and then the next thing is I do have insurance. Yes, uh, no, uh, here's my credit card. I I know he's not going to do it for free. Why should we? They come here and say, I want to start looking at samples and and this and that and talk about my plan. I said, okay, it's two hours. You, I'm going to bill you two hours. Yep. Oh, well, I don't, now only all of a sudden I need only an hour. Okay. Yep. Fine. You'll give you one hour. This that, that one hour stops. So goodbye. But the, but but then is then there's no there's no problems. That's just same way as I'm a lawyer. I'm an accountant. That you come to 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 look at my taxes. Is am I worth it? This sure. Like I say, okay. You, you an hour. You go to you know whatever a, a company that does taxes. They, they they you make an appointment and say it'll be sixty dollars for us to look at it and tell you how much it is to do your tax. There's nothing wrong with it. You know. So uh, we don't have to be like uh, scared of it. That's our price. You like it, you don't like it. it, it you go to a restaurant, I, I, before I go to a restaurant, I always look at the menu. So is, can I afford it? Do I want to, and is, it, is the food is what I want? I want a steak or you want like, a pizza, whatever. So I look at the price and say, oh, $35 for, for, for a hamburger. Maybe it's good. Maybe I'm in the mood for it today, but otherwise, no, I might not be. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's another restaurant next door that might be more my fitting. And it's exactly the same thing with our business. There's, there's, there's no, our client can, you can go to five guys or you can go to, you know, Monsieur whatever and their truffle, the $100 hamburger they sell in New York. You want to have that experience? No problem. Yeah. We can provide that. But you don't have to say, oh, I'll give you $100 hamburger for $20. That, that, that doesn't exist, yeah. you know? Even even if it's really twenty dollars worth of food in there, but again, this is familiar, the experience, the presentation, the you know what goes with it, and the fries are courtesan way and all that stuff. That's the exact same thing. If you remove this this apprehension uh, on your business thing, you go in and relax in a way. 
So you wrote a couple books. We're just, I, I'm taking up so much of your time, but I want to just quickly go over. I, I, I got I to I gotta plug in because some battery is dying. So we're going to change the angle a little bit. What is this? Hold on a second. I'm not getting any juice. There we go. All right. Yeah, we got a little bit, for, a few more minutes, and I really got Yeah, just a couple home. minutes. I want to sure. just quickly go over real briefly what your books are, where we can find them, because so not everybody the, the writes first, books. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the first one I wrote was called Recipe for Surfaces, and I think it's you can still find it on eBay. Um, that was uh, published by Simon Schuster and did really almost 250,000 copies. And I got a flat fee of $3,000. No way. Yep. It was through a packager and I, I needed to get my, my, I was more, I, I told him, I said, I, I wanted to write a book, but mostly just to get my name on the cover to be, and, and, and it was just purely to get my, my work certified because there was nobody that could certify my job because, because decorative painting meant nothing in the certification. And I said, you know, if, if I have a book and my name is on the cover, that'll help my, my, my application. And, um, so I went to see them and I said, oh, you know, how, how do you look for author? Did, you, did somebody pitch you an idea or, or you look for people? And because they had come to my one of my job and taken some picture. And I said, no, no, we, we usually we have an idea and we look for authors. Oh, OK, because well, I wanted to write a book on decorative paintings. Oh, fantastic. We were, we were trying to write one right now. And um, you could be the technical advisor and all that. And I said, Will my name be on the cover? Oh, I don't know. I said, well, then I, you know, I really need to that. So they said, okay, we got an author. So I'm thinking this guy's like a, you know, master painter that knows his, his stuff, right? And this is, and this guy is just a writer, and he had read 20 books on decorative painting, and he mashed it to make a book. And I said, this is the the book. And I looked at, it, I was like horrified, like gold sponging, silver sponging, like it's, it's still sponging. It doesn't matter the color. It's one technique. And I said, listen, this is real. I know I don't want to tell you, but this is, this is not great. And I said, what would you, so I rewrote the entire thing and I said, Oh my God, they said, this is great. You, you know, you could, you could help uh, really, we want to hire, but we have a flat fee is three grand. I said, well, that's not a lot much. But at the time, I was like, wow, that'd be great. And then I had a, I had a friend, I said, you know, it's like your first record deal. You, you got to have a record to get a record deal, you know? So I say, okay, let's let's do that. I really had no expectation. I was just happy to have my name on a cover. And then the, the author took the money. He, he had a good fat fee and he never showed up. He disappeared. He left with the money. So I did all the book. I I, 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 photo, I had a the guy, did the scenery, painted everything. And at the end, I said, listen, the guy did not show up once to any of the paintings. So she goes, yeah, I know we have a problem. He disappeared with the money. He's drinking and this and that. And we're going to send you somebody, Mindy Drucker, a great writer. But she was, she was just a journalist. And, and I said, but how do we do this? So we had those little view catch, those things where you put it, like a slide, like a Disney thing, you know. And I was on the phone with her. I said, you see slide number two? Like, I'm, I said, what are you doing? And I'm, I mean, it was just a traumatic experience. But the book did so well. And then they said, oh, let's do it. No one. I said, well, I need to get up some royalties because this is just ridiculous. You, you know you sold 200,000 copies. I mean, you ended up being 200. So that book uh, is, is, I don't know if it's still out of print, but I think you, you can find eBay. And then after that, I went to a proper um, publisher, sign, uh, uh, What's in a Gupta that does art book and pitched an idea of 
high-end, high-end decorative painting, which they, it was at the time of the Home Depot, all the, you know, the, almost the recipe sources. I said, no, I really believe there's a market for high-end decorative painting. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be a small print. I said, believe me, it's going to be good. And that was, that was when I wrote The Art of Fault. And that, and that, that sold really well. And that really put me, you know, on a different level, just with the teaching, because people start saying, oh my God, who is this guy? So it, it's out of print, unfortunately. We've been debating whether we can, and, and it also, it needs to be updated. So it's been in the work where we want to do Art of Flow too, but I just, I don't have time. But I, I keep, every year I, I build up a little bit more on it. So, and, and now with the digital media, we, we're, we're trying to think is if, it, it does a book have a life or now it's a digital book is better and, and have videos and stuff like that. So <clears throat> we having in the work to do a, um, we, uh, uh, a system where, again, a subscription based system where, where we have like a hundreds of videos and then same thing that, that you have, I think is a brilliant idea where we have a, a, a Q and a based thing when you have a bank of answer and then once every two months, then you can gather and then, a one-on-one -on -one or, or some or coming now you know after covid we can meet together have a school studio and then have a, like you know a, the live version of certain things um so that's 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 the thing about the about the books and that, that would really it, it, if anything for me it was again th that thing where everybody said well don't show your secret and things like that and i'm like oh maybe you're right uh, but the fact that you share a secret, which I had a struggle to learn from, you know, old masters, their, their explanation were very short and abbreviated, no step by step. Again, it made me better. And I, and, and, and I said, you know, you, I think you're going at it the wrong way. When you teach something, even, even your secrets, you, you own them even deeper and, and you get, you, you actually reach a different level each time and each time and each time. Um, and then we, you know, we, we have our, 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 our fullbrushes.com which is our, 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 our window to the world for, for mercantile for selling brushes and every single brush I have every single paint there's nothing in my store that I'm not using that's that's the only vetting process if I like it and I use it it'll go in the store if I don't like it I'll never go in the store so we wanted a few resellers of fine art product and painting that I can extensively talk about every single thing that we have in there because I use them in the trade, you know, and, and it's not a huge business. It's a nice small business, but we're getting some good traction and I'm, and I'm really pushing to pair this up with education where we get phone call, you know, obviously I cannot sit at the phone call, you know, like you, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? But somebody calls, say, yeah, I got to do a wall. And I say, yeah, make sure you get some rombers, some burnt umbers, and this and that. Use this brush, that brush. And now we're we making it more in a database thing where you can click a recipe and have all the tools and stuff like that. So fullbrushes.com. I'm plugging my stuff. Um, it, but it, it gave me some, some joy because, again, it started out of not finding the right tools here because they did, there was no market for this. And I, and I go to a factory in France and in poor them, they were like, what the hell is this guy about? You know, like buying five grand worth of brushes. And I, and then now we have had a relation for 30 years and I developed tools with them, different hair based on the water-based system and so forth. And so it's, it's been a really uh, great thing. And I'm constantly, constantly, trying a new product, new type of fibers. I have a couple boards always set up in my shop. And when I talk to the girls about anything, I take a brush and it's just like, and I start painting them and I can, it's kind of, 
I do it and I and I listen to them and I can just do my thing and they'll say, let me try this brush. It's a new thing. Oh, I like this, but it does, uh, you know, and it always comes in movement, but it's one of those, it's one of those things where you, I cannot stop, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like an OCD where, you know, I have a brush, I got water, I got a panel, I just got to do something. <laughs> It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I love Very cool. all of it. Um, Thank you. Well, you know, great having me uh, on. And, and I, you know, I'm a big fan of, of you. And since, I, you know, we started talking, I started going to your, to your podcast. And they're a fantastic thing. And I think we, we, we're in different market. We're in different things. But uh, fundamentally, we're, we're the same. We, we do different things. But we, we go about it in the, in the, in the same path. You know, and, and that makes makes a strong connection because when we talk when we, when we talk the other day on the phone, we talk a little bit about this. Within ten minutes, we were like, well, "How do you do this? How do you do that? Are you using this? I'm having a problem with this." Like, it just right away we went into shop talking. It's like we spent an hour on the phone talking about all this thing because we were like so excited to have this 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 coming out. It's I'm having a problem with this thing. I try this thing, try that, and. That that's genuine, you know. I love that because, um, you know, not often do you find people are passionate about their stuff, or you know, they do, but that they have the common way of doing it. Where 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 you, we, we know the importance of business, and and that and it is a business after all. It is it is it is something we make, we make a living out of it. But aside from that, the the passion and the necessity to do it well. Is, is as driving of, as an engine as, as, as the financial aspect of it. And when you lose sight of that, then you know you, you, you've lost your, you know, your core element of, you know, you know, does that drive me? Just like this guy called me and said, let's go to LA. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know, that wasn't on the weekend for it, but I'm excited. I want to see that, that a house. There's something about it, you know? So there yeah, you go. I, I can't wait. If I ever get that phone call one day, like, yeah, that's just the concept that you could add value like that like to somebody across I, the country I, I, I hope so i mean you know and and again it, it is a gradual product process you know I, I didn't think you know i didn't think consulting was a good idea because i say you know i'm I, i'm i'm sawing the branch i'm sitting on essentially because i'm telling him to do it but then i found it really um first of all it pays very well the second thing is that then at the same thing, when I teach others to do the thing they should be doing, I have to scale it to their ability, to the skill set. I got to mix the thing for them. I got to sell them product, I sell them brushes. And it's not just one thing. And then and then you establish a rapport with your client. They're like, well, you know, who is this guy from New York that's coming to Paris telling us how to do your thing? And after after a month, it's like, you know what? We didn't want you at all, but we see the value. And and that for me, that was like, wow, man, I'm I'm happy that. The owner of the of the of the Ritz Hotel come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I said Pierre Finkelstein from New York. Why do we, don't we have anybody in France that can do your work?" And I and he said, "Now I realize that you you really you drove this thing right where it needed to be, and thank you and all that. You know, and that you know it's you know of course I get paid, but it's a nice little perk to hear that from from the people that say we didn't want you in to begin with, and now we're happy we made that choice." Uh, and that comforts me and might say, okay, well, I, I know I'm doing something right. And then I, and people recognize it. And then and also, that's also another driving element to aspire for another level of things. So, and who knows where that leads. Anyway. I, like, I like what you said about that. I, you know, obviously I'm in the world of Instagram and I've, all my success on here has come from giving. 
give, mm-hmm. give, 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 right? And it makes you better, right? There's a absolutely are zooming in to everything I ever post, trying to pick it apart. And it makes me have to be better. And, you know, we, I teach these classes on high gloss. I'm teaching them next class is probably my biggest competitor in my market is coming. I've got yeah. other people in my market, right? It makes me have to be that much better at business because it's Absolutely. not about some secret that makes us no. good. It's about the whole thing. It's not the secret sauce in the Big Mac that makes it valuable. It's the big, it's, it's the McDonald principle. I mean, it's a silly analogy, but it's, it's true. Yeah. You, you sometimes say, Oh, my competitor is in there, but then they're coming to you. That's, that's what they, they recognize that you're competitors, but you're better than them because they're coming to you for knowledge. They know you, you can bring that on. And who knows, maybe they, you know, a lot of my best craft now were, were people I took classes with me. And yeah, now I work tennis. with, like we work in subcontract work to, a number of people who have come to our class and it's building the network as we move into, as we grow and work to that. But yeah, it's amazing, but we've taken up a ton of time. I have three questions I ask at the end of every oh, okay. episode. Okay. So All we'll right. just, we'll fly through these. The last one's the hard one. Okay. We'll get there in a minute. So I need a uh, DIY decorative painting tip. Do it yourself. Decorative painting tip. Um, I, I tell you one thing. I mean, I don't know if it's if it if it quantifies it, but know your color. And there, there, the the having this um, uh, this knowledge of the of, of what complementary colors do you know your your three primary colors, the complementary and tertiary colors. Having a full understanding of that, and it's not a tip it's so much that. When you mix a color and you've gone over a certain tone, and I know that you know you get too much yellow, you get a little purple, and you bring it back to where you want. So, to start with the basic, know your color, and it's not as difficult as they make it in those those books. It's a very simple system, uh, and then practice the, practice your color. I don't I don't know if that's that's no, a good it's tremendous. Tip. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is a this is a funny one. You're, so this two the last two you and the guest before. Are, both have their own line of brushes, which is hilarious. Okay. We Last are. <laughs> guy, didn't like, he's in Australia, didn't like the paint brushes he was painting with. They have a line of brushes. You have a whole bunch of brushes, but you don't have to pick a mm-hmm. brush. I, I want your favorite piece of painting paraphernalia. It could be a tool, piece of equipment, a product, um, wow. software, you name it. What can wow. you not do you, now? You, I, I got like everything is, is, is it's jumping to my head. So I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you the one I use all the time. It and and it's and it's a it's a glazing brush. It's a brush to paint with. In France, in Europe, they they paint with round brush, not square brush. And so we have this this brush that has a really sharp point, and it's called a a pointed glazing brush. But it's not. It's for painting and and applying glaze, and it's got different type of fibers and and it, and you can cut a perfect line. And I absolutely you know I cannot do anything with that brush. But there's another thing that comes to mind, which I've never used, which is absolutely brilliant. I picked up in Italy. It's, it's, an, it's the ancestor of the spray uh, um, gun, basically. And basically, it looks like it's like a pump. And it has a, 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 a reservoir on the bottom. And you, and you put water and you, and you pump it like this and you pressurize it. And then it sprays water. And, it, and, 
And I've never understood what, it almost looks like something to spray like chemicals in it, but it actually, they use it to spray over a canvas. You can do a spattering effect. And it's, it's a stupid tool that I've never used, but I absolutely love it because it's such a bizarre looking uh, apparatus. And then when I fill up with water and I pop it, it goes just like a mist of water everywhere. So- Can you do me a but, favor? I know, I know you're a busy guy, but at some point next time you're in the studio, take a, a crazy contrasted color and and make a video or Instagram reel of you oh, using yeah. <laughs> that tool. Okay, I will. I absolutely will. Because it's, 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 it's just a bizarre looking thing that I found in an old store. And, 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 and the thing that was trying to give me a story of why it was in Italian, I was not sure I understood, but I, I just love that somebody went to the, and it's handmade that would, to the concept of this pump that just spray mist like the ancestor of of the spray gun essentially <laughs> but i'll i'll make a video because it's a, it's it's just a good looking tool anyway is it a boca spitzatura <laughs> is that what it is that's what somebody, somebody said oh yeah maybe it is fresco school yeah absolutely a boca yes. spitzatura yes oh and i know fresco school i think i know that's my friend uh uh liam there but um that sounds like that. That's yeah, because it's it, Boca's mouth and spits it spits. Yeah, and I guess it is to to water down your your uh, your fresco to keep it fresh. All right, fantastic. I love it. I use it for my canvas to wet it down before I stretch it. <laughs> I, I think you should add some pigment into some water. Yeah, and yeah, and, and on a black canvas or something, and put red <laughs> and make a Instagram reel, and it will go viral. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, okay. that's the third question. Now, the last question, you have clearly demonstrated your expertise. If people, most people probably know of you. Anyway, I, I need you to come back down to earth. I want to hear the most embarrassing horror story oh. of a project that you've ever had. I painted the wrong okay. house one time. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, we've had that's all good. sorts of crazy stories. Uh, so obviously the one I mentioned where I, I, I took the measurements and I took it wrong and I inverted the number. So my canvas was smaller and has happened a couple of times. But one of the thing I did in, on my early day and I, and I recovered brilliantly, but this, this lady over in Florida and we, and we were doing this, this lady's um, house it was a designer and she said, Oh, I have a pair of um, a folded um, screen. It's got, it had four, four screens. And there was a, a canvas, super brittle, or a little 18th century scene, but the, the canvas absolutely brittle, brittle, and had a big tear in it. So she said, can you repair it? And, and one of the first lessons that I was told is say, never do any restoration if you're not qualified to do so, because it's a, it's a different job. But this thing, I didn't think it had so much value, and she was a good client. I said, of course, I'll, I'll take care of it, and I'll figure a way to do it. So I have it, and I... I tell my guy, Arthur, who used to work for me, I say, Arthur, do not touch this freaking thing. You know, it's really brittle. You're going to, you, you know, it, it's, so I have it open. I got to repair it. And as I'm doing that, I had a ladder and I turn around and my ladder went, goes right through two of the panel completely. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I, again, I had to come on and apply, put a piece of canvas on the back, repainted everything. And, I, and, and the thing is that when the clients I show us, she's beautiful. I say, you know, there was more than one 
<laughs> one tear in this panel. <laughs> I didn't tell her I did it, but I was that was just I don't that was that's the one I come to. I know there's I know there are others, uh, uh, but this one is it stuck with me because it was just uh, as I'm giving a lecture to this kid, I I turn around and it's a be very careful and I go right through. <laughs> but I, I'll have to think more about it because I know I have a few other pearl uh, that'll post those. I'll, I'll have to call you up with those. Yeah, I'll please do. Pierre, Good. this has well, been an absolute treat. Um, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Same here. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks a lot for what you're doing for the trade. Thanks a lot for, you know, everybody coming in here and listening and spending two and, oh my God, two and a half hours with us uh, rambling on. Uh, I, I hope you, you got a few things out of it. I, I certainly did. And again, uh, it's great to exchange uh, ideas and talk about the trade and talk about, you know, how we do things, you know, different perspective, but same result essentially. And, and I hope, uh, you know, everybody that's listening and they have the, you know, hopefully are inspired or have certain common knowledge that we can do uh, great things all around for that. All right. Awesome. Thank Premium. you. All right. Thank have you so much. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. That was amazing. Um, he's a legend. If you haven't read his books, uh, faubrushes.com as a, I mean, that guy's got all sorts of brushes. They also sell a bunch of stuff there. He teaches classes. Um, the passion for the craft is clearly there. I think that's why we've connected um, offline when we did. And it's just great to talk to people who love what they do. Uh, so thanks again for watching. As always, on Patreon, I do a live Q&A every Sunday night all throughout the week. The, it's up. You can put your questions in. I answer them on Sundays. And my new favorite thing is the close friends feature on Instagram. I'm utilizing that fairly heavily now. So I can post things that I don't want clients to see. And if you are a Patreon member and you let you join Patreon, you let me know. I add you to close friends and you could hear my rant today where I was not very happy. I was pretty fired up. Some issues are going on behind the scenes at, at my company. And it's just a great way for me to be able to show the extreme highs and the extreme lows. So when we win big projects, I'll describe how we won them. I've, I send out the proposals so people can see what it looks like. Um, it's a, the high, the extreme highs and the extreme lows are generally not great client facing content um you know we are a professional company we want to portray that and so a lot of the details behind the scenes um they're not for public consumption but for anyone in the trades who's running a business or cares about this stuff a it can be cathartic to see somebody else going through the same struggles you are and b it can also be a learning experience to be able to um, maybe take something away from what i'm doing and step your game up so if you're interested, there is a link in the bio on Instagram. It's uh, a Patreon link. You can go there, sign up. We'd love to have you. We're having a lot of fun. Today happened to be, last week was like all positive stuff. I had a great week last week, you know, and I knew, you know, that it's a roller coaster running a business. It's not going to stay awesome forever. And sure enough, you know, we had some issues today and I was fired up, but, um, it's safe. It's a safe place for me to do that because I know exactly who's viewing it. And uh, there's no other place I've been able to find where I can control who views the content other than this close friends feature on Instagram. And it's a lot of fun. So if you want to be involved, check it out. You can sign up for a month. If you don't like it, 
you can cancel no sweat uh there's a link in the bio um tomorrow this was the 90th next week we have uh harpeth painting um an awesome power couple from down in nashville i met them at nick slavic's retreat we had a lot of fun um again check out faubrushes.com i'm going to be seeing if i can find uh pierre's books it's hilarious i think he only got three thousand dollars fixed fee for a book that sold two hundred thousand copies um that'll teach you to negotiate better but um again everybody thanks for joining me and i'll see you again on sunday night paint ed podcasts are produced by the painting contractors association and is made possible by members and industry partners To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.